the fuck did we just watch, gentlemen? Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and today, Friday, the debut of Avengers Endgame, April 26th, 1130 at night. I am joined by my forever co-host and bearded brother-in-law, Ryan. What's up over there? Hey, yeah, we are pretty excited about this movie. And, uh, oh, yeah, we got a new guest. Oh, what? What's that? So today, folks. Another bearded. Yes. He's been mentioned on the podcast a million times. We are joined by some thought was probably my imaginary friend. I was even convinced he may have been fictitious for a while there. But we are joined by executive producer of the show for the first time, Travis. What's happening? Hey, how you doing? We are wonderful. We are so happy to finally have you on this podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure that you write into us almost every week and all the other stuff you do for the yeah. show. You're so, the anchor of the uh, question. Yeah. It's a it's a pleasure. You don't find that creepy. This could have gone a completely different way. Yeah. <laughs> you guys stuck in our podcast. <laughs> So, a little bit of change of plans. So, I know we originally advertised this episode as being kind of the Tolkien extraordinaire. We were going to break down the Cimmerillion. Uh, Travis actually did a synopsis for the Cimmerillion. Wrote 11 and a half pages. It's beautiful. Mm. And we're going to break that down later in the summer. So, we're going to do kind of a... Bait and switch. I yeah. think that's what it's called. <laughs> yes, Pretty much. exactly. Pretty so, much. we are going to talk about The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, the Cimmerillion. We're going to kind of spread that, that out over the summer. Would have been too overwhelming for you guys if we talked about the Cimmerillion. Because apparently, family is a priority. Yeah. Watched bullshit. Watched yeah. Endgame. <laughs> Game of Thrones. T Swift dropped some t- new tunes today. So <laughs> T Swift. There's just too much going on. We don't want to overwhelm <laughs> the listeners. But uh, but yeah, Travis has a family that he needs to get back to. So we're going to try and not keep him too long. But Ryan, we'll talk his ear off a bit. Yeah, it's already eleven thirty, so we're going strong. We, we can only go out. down from here, right? All right. So Travis, if you oh don't mind, God, yeah. That was six. <laughs> <laughs> All the great pep talks, Ryan. This, this is why yeah. you turned out the way you are. Oh, I know. That's what my therapist says. <laughs> That's what my therapist says. Is that a song? Yeah. It's a what the hell was wrong with that song you uh you showed me when we went to go pick up your grandma? My back, my neck, <laughs> my neck. My back, lick my pussy and my crack, and you're like, "What is this?" Like, I had never. Let's go get grandma. Let's I've never heard that song in my life. Yeah. Well, no, I had to pick up her her potty device thing. Yeah, her bedside commode. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't fair, but whatever. It's grandma. Gotta love her. I can't believe you hadn't heard that song though. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't happy I Easter. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sheltered either growing up. But wow, mm-hmm. that really blew my socks off. So, Travis, couple questions for you. <laughs> okay. The first thing the listeners have to know is what is your earliest memory playing video games and what really got you invested in the hobby? Um, video games, I started playing, um, I'm the... What is going on over here? An man? explosion of sulfur from, <laughs> from Ryan over here. This uh, zesty blood is you, good. You wanted it extra zesty. Yeah. yeah. So Ryan... Carbonation is... CO2 is not good for me. We're not going to go into it. Go ahead, Travis. Um, you were the one... Farting right next to me after the movie. What are you talking about? Dude, there was... I'm not the only one full of air. It was a quiet scene, and I didn't want to let loose in the theater and be noticed by everyone. So, listen, let Travis... Let the man talk. (laughs) You're good. Okay, video games. Um, I have uh, an older half-brother and sister. Okay. And when I came around, they were mm, high school age. 
So they had a Sega Genesis. Ooh. Um, so that was the system of the house. And I don't really remember if we had much besides Sonic 1. Really? So my mm-hmm. earliest memories are playing Sonic 1 and dying. And I don't know when I got better at it, but I eventually did and um, had family up the road who had Sonic 2 and different games. And so I started playing a lot of that. So most of my very early video gaming is, is all Sega. Um, became a Nintendo fanboy much later. wasn't, eh, not the very end of the N64's lifetime, but fairly close to the end. Okay. Um, enough to get a, get a used one at Funko Land. I don't know if you have. The old GameStop. The old (laughs) GameStop. Um, but playing, you know, Banjo-Kazooie and Super Mario 64. So that's when I really jumped onto the Nintendo bandwagon of sorts, but Mm -hmm. everything before that was Sega. So did you guys have any of the later Sega uh, iterations, like the Saturn? or Didn't have the Saturn. Um, I had Sonic CD okay. for the PC, which was great. Oh. Um, but didn't didn't do the Sega Saturn. Um, didn't Dreamcast. do the Sega Dreamcast, because that was, what, 300 or something when that first came yeah, out? Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Had a, had a buddy at the time who had one, and it was just nuts. It was, I wanted one so bad, but so, so it was just too ahead of its time, I guess. It was, yeah. It. I mean those VMU things on the controllers that were just out mm-hmm. of this world crazy in oh, 1999 yeah. or whenever the console released. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so what would you say is your favorite video game? And then what is your favorite console of all time? I know it's a big question. Um, well, no, it's pretty well, I think pretty well covered. It's, I wouldn't necessarily say, even though my roster, <laughs> the, the exhaustive roster and the bracket that we yeah. went through. Oh, yeah. Um, even though Breath <laughs> of the Wild ended up winning, um, if we're going back more to youth and growing up, uh, Metroid Prime still holds it. Really? Um, and GameCube still holds it. Just that system. Just that system to the point where I've since sold off a lot of, over the years, GameCube games that I had, um, but I still have the console. And I was pulling it out and showing my daughter some because she wants to play. We, we were playing... Um, I can't remember the new Sonic game on Switch. Mania? Mania, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got that from the library and kept playing it and gave her a controller and she can just hit the button and Tails jumps up and down. Yeah. So, so she's like, let's play Sonic. And we, we finally had to return it. I was like, well, I have the old Sonic. So oh. I still have a Sonic Mega Collection. For Ryan and I are like, great at those games, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Those um, are the pins. Yeah. We tried that old Sonic and we sucked. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it, they're, they're still a weird... Like, yeah. I, I, can, I can play them and beat them, but I'm still running in the stuff. Every other second, yeah, catching coins, but uh, rings rather. Um, but we pulled out the Sonic Mega Collection, and I still have I think, Pikmin and Ultimate Muscle. I couldn't get rid. Oh of Oh yeah, that. I remember you writing in one of your mm-hmm. earliest emails? I think was it was about the very game. first one. Yeah, yeah, such a weird show and game. I um I was really big into manga growing up. One of my okay. biggest things was after I get my allowance, mm-hmm. which was seven dollars by the way, Dad. I don't know what was up with that number, kind of arbitrary, but whatever. See, I didn't get allowance because I was in uh, privileged. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was a little t- entitled. Get little off guy. your high horse. Yeah, yeah. I, I really am a little higher up than yeah, you right now. I'm on a stool and you're on the chair. Mm-hmm. Ryan and I are hugging a mic tonight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so, but one of my greatest, one of the things I loved the most was getting the seven dollar allowance. My dad had to foot the tax because these these books were seven bucks a piece typically, mm-hmm. and we go to the Borders, which was this humongous warehouse of a bookstore, and they had an entire wall of manga, mm-hmm. and it was one of those bookstores where they had a ladder that oh. you had to like you could actually it was so stacked high. Wow. Bell, yeah, it was, it was like that. It was dream, really dream library. Right yeah, there. it was yeah. so neat, and so I would love going there with my mom. Her and I would typically go there and just spend like 
six to seven hours there. She'd go find a corner reading her Danielle Steele novels, whatever that goes <laughs> about. And I'd go to the manga section. And I remember one day getting Ultimate Muscle. Hmm. And I like never really read it just because I, I'd flip through the first few pages and I was, mm-hmm. I was whatever it was, 12 at the time. Yeah. So it's, bizarre. It was probably different too because I've, I've since learned the Ultimate Muscle I knew um, back when... I can't remember if it was a kids WB thing. They changed to four kids TV or something okay. like that. And mm-hmm. they picked up like it was a Kirby show. Oh yeah. Show. yeah. I remember seeing and then they had ultimate muscle. Um, the yep. hell is that? Yep. Exactly. Is it like a shark fin for a they're, head or something? They're, they're an alien race. Okay. And they, their superpower is they don't just have muscles. They have ultimate muscle. They have muscles under their muscles. And they can <laughs> activate, but it's, but do. it's, it's intergalactic wrestling. And so it's like they're superheroes, but they got to wrestle each other. And it's like WWE on roids. Basically. Get out of the way, Dwayne um, Rock Johnson. And it was just, as a kid, like within the, you got to look up the theme song. Like it's all about how like. Play this right now, Ryan. <laughs> okay, I will get there. <laughs> uh, farts play in heavily. So 12, 13 year old me thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but apparently from what I found out, the original, there was one called Kinikuman and then there's Ultimate Muscle, which was like the sequel. Okay. Um, is this it? Yep. <laughs> oh, God. This is such a, like, a young dude. Oh, it is. It is. It's definitely like a same broadcaster as Pokemon. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it isn't over. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's yeah. beautiful. That's ridiculous. It just goes on and on. But the the original Kanikuman manga and then the sequel, they weren't shown in Jump. They were whatever Japanese Playboy is, and they were raunchy as pretty much really so apparently even right, even muscle porn <laughs> <laughs> so even the even this show people were like i can't believe four kids tv picked this up because i guess there's a lot of stuff in the show even and they just edited the crap out of it okay, really there's there's hits on Pornhub. oh god yikes let's Sydney not see phillips let's ultimate not... muscle <laughs> let's not pull that up on the podcast alisa <laughs> muscle girl flicks Yikes. X hamster. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that away. <laughs> Lord. Um, but yeah, it's... There's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of strange... The internet's a very strange place. It's a strange place. But it was a really goofy... That's really just goofy bizarre. Thing. I think, I think I, we completely rabbit-trailed off the first question. What was the second one? Uh, I think it was... Just what, oh, how we started... Got, how it got on the hobby. Yeah, so I guess... It went from Metroid and GameCube to Ultimate Muscle, then yeah. Porn. So I wanted to get back to ult- or not Ultimate Muscle, Metroid Prime, and what about that game was so mesmerizing? Did you play like Super Metroid growing up at all? Or? Never played, never played any other Metroid. Okay, which is which is interesting. I was more of a Zelda fan pretty much by that point, um, but I just remember hearing about it, um, people saying, "Oh, there was all this this atmosphere surrounding it because it had previously been the just the side scroller. They had yeah. they hadn't done let alone a first person shooter, you know." Um, but I remember coming out, it being in the Walmart display. You stand there, you crank your neck up, and you yeah, look at the screen. what was that? I know. Um, 
and I just remember playing it and it was this mix of the first person, it being somewhat easy to control. Um, but then one of the large things about it is um, Samus's suit, you've got different visors that you get over the course of the game. And one of the first ones you have is one where you scan things. Mm-hmm. And these little colored things that you can scan and you get all of this background information and detail about the world by exploring and investigating. And just walking into this like space station where this distress beacon has gone off and you're scanning like troopers that have fallen and it's talking about like, okay, this one had its spine crushed and this one had, this one died because of this. And I was like, this is cool. So dark for a Nintendo game too. I know. And I was like, what is, what is going on here? And then they also did things like were very atmospheric walking through like a crowded hallway and there's steam vents going off and the screen fogs up because you're in her in her suit oh, with yeah. the visor. So That's there's cool. there were all these little interesting things about it huh. that just sucked me in. Interesting. Okay. Good stuff. Well, I, just, I hope we get the, the Metroid Prime collection for, for Switch. Yeah. I, I feel like we, especially since they completely uh, restarted, rebooted Metroid Prime 4, they got a mm-hmm. different dev team working on it now. Yeah, the originals. Yeah. And yeah. so, which, I don't know why they didn't bring them in in the first place. I don't know if they just, I think, actually, I think it was retro- they were working on another project. Mm-hmm. There's something else they've been working on. And last I read, I think what happened is they finished their project and then Nintendo was starting to rethink the direction Metroid Prime 4 was going in and they heard about it and said, well, hey, this is what we would have done. And they were like, okay, yeah, you guys can have it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Seriously. So yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how they do the control scheme Mm -hmm. they could go back to the old one but i think some people would be upset with that i didn't have a problem with the old control scheme um you basically hold down the a a trigger and you auto lock on the targets and it it made it easy to get around on a gamecube controller yeah um definitive with the wii and the point that definitely was really cool yeah i just don't know how they're going to do that with the switch controllers yeah Yeah. unless it's I mean, kind of the same way that Pokemon Let's Go was. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, where, I mean that gyro that was kind stuff of janky would though. Be yeah, tough. Like, I would throw it forward and it'd, like shoot off the side because yeah. there's not a whole lot of. It's not very time sensitive there. Mm-hmm. When you have four or five enemies on screen that you have to gyro move your controller and try and shoot them. Right, that would be yeah. too chaotic. Yeah. And I don't. That's where I'm glad the original studio's backing. So I don't think they're gonna pull a Star Fox Zero. What? Tell us about that game because I know you played it. What? Yeah, I that was one I really loved on N sixty four, the original oh, of Star Fox. Um, it's basically like an updated version of the old N sixty four one. Okay. Um, but you, it it was fun to play, but it was just really chaotic. You play with the large Wii U remote, mm-hmm. and you have to play from the TV screen, and the screen that's on your controller. The controller Ooh. screen is your gunner screen. And the screen on the TV is the the exterior of your ship. And you have to pilot your ship and move the Wii U remote to aim and shoot at things on the screen at the same time. Uh, it's just too much going on. And it, it just, you're... yeah. And it's at first, I, I, I got it from the library just to, to rent it. One of my local libraries gets games in sometimes. That's and cool. it, it definitely was interesting. Once you kind of got the hang of it, it was a blast. Not something I'm going to sit down and pump hours into yeah. yeah did you ever um play assault on gamecube i did yeah did you like that that was interesting yeah because i i had played um star fox adventures yeah before then. which is a complete departure from complete, the original yeah which i think that one was 
it was going to be a completely different game and they pretty much had it completely made and then Shigeru Miyamoto saw it and was like, let's put Star Fox in there. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's just dinosaurs running around. It's yeah. like completely bizarre. Yeah. I actually have that sitting here. It's a game I would definitely want to play because I never played it and of course mm-hmm. Rare made it. Yeah. And so I have to, and the music in that game is really great. Oh yeah. Because I've listened to a few GameCube relaxing music compilations on YouTube as I do at work because I'm a freaking <laughs> nerd. Mm-hmm. And there's some music in that game that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good stuff. Well, yeah see what i have next year on my list of things to ask you um yeah okay so movie or switching gears here what's your earliest recollection of seeing a movie in a theater i know we kind of briefly talked about mm-hmm. this in text the other day um i can never remember which came out first pocahontas or lion king but it was whichever whichever of those lion king was 94 mm-hmm. let's see when pocahontas came out and that's i can remember going the the town i grew up in had a really tiny college theater is that what it is? Okay, cool. Yeah, so... We're 16, uh, 17, okay. which is probably not right. When she died as a real person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Um, um, but whichever one of those, At yeah. So, yes. But yeah, I remember being very young going and seeing it, and I don't remember much of it. I can remember I went with, I think, a cousin. Like, I got a large extended family in that, that side of the family. I think a cousin took me or something like that. And I can remember trying to get off the seat, and I'm like, "Oh no, you got to sit up here," you know, that, that <laughs> kind of thing. But I can, I have some memory. I think not a lot of Pocahontas. I just remember I saw it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I can remember the Wildebeest Stampede. Yeah. In Lion King. Yeah. From Lion King. It was traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, little kid. If that doesn't scar you as a kid, so scar you, are you as a kid. Oh, oh my gosh, we're. Full of them tonight. Schlapper. Uh, you'll find out the Captain uh, America pun later on in the episode. It's a treat. Real treat for you guys. Anyways, um, what was I going to say there? Uh, I don't know. This is going to scar so, you as a kid. And yeah, then, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What Last, lasting impression. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. I really have no idea. <laughs> all right. So what's your favorite movie of all time then? Mm, yeah, it's still the same. Uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Really, the, mo- the more recent one isn't Ben Stiller in that? Yeah, he directed and wrote and started in it. In it. Yeah, What's it that is. About? It's it looked so bizarre. It's based off of an old short story by James Thurber. Who I, yeah, James Thurber, who was known for like interesting stories and things. But it's basically about a guy who has lived his whole life wanting to do things, mm-hmm. and he's gotten bogged down by responsibility, and he's never done it. So he has this wild imagination where he imagines himself doing all these crazy things and being confident, and he's just not that. And finally, the opportunity falls in his lap, and he does it. So mm-hmm. it's there's not a ton to the plot, and it's, it's not one of those, I mean, it didn't win awards. I think it didn't even rate well on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just one of those movies where every time I watch it, I feel really good, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go do something. Okay, um, so it's kind of cool. inspires and, you to do something. Yeah, yeah. and he, he goes to, let me think now. He goes to Greenland first at one point, and then he ends up going to Iceland. And there's all this cool exterior shot in Iceland, and it's just so it's it's fun, fun to watch. He's like skateboarding down a like a mountain, and it's just really That's cool. cool. Very interesting. I'll have to check it out then, because yeah. I I always remember seeing the commercials, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a movie that I was like, I need to go out and see this. Right oh yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And it's let me think here. I I obsessively make lists. Oh yeah, you're so not alone I know, there. I know I've written down. I can't remember what my number two is, but I'm sure I have it in here somewhere. Not a problem. <laughs> Here we go. I've never made a list in my life. Oh, yeah. Um, never. If you need something cooler, my number two is Interstellar. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, now, cool. Interstellar's number two, and then Half-Blood Prince is a close third. Really? Favorite Harry Potter film? Very favorite Harry Potter film. I love the atmosphere in it. Yeah, it's so dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You're a fan of Tim Burton, a huge fan of Tim Burton, huge. so yeah. it makes sense that Mm-hmm. Half Blood Prince would be your favorite. And yeah. then Dumbo is probably up there, right? <laughs> I, I did enjoy Dumbo. Yeah. I'd more than I heard you did. But yeah. I did enjoy it. And what's funny is I Dumbo, I in You could, you the could slow, see how I could get mine. Yeah. Opinion. The slow part was that the first half that tried somewhat to stick to the original Disney. Yeah. Was like, eh. And then when it went off the rails and Burton took over in the second half, okay. Yeah, that that was good. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Well, mm-hmm. let's give the listeners a tease. I know we're not gonna go into too much right now because we want to save it for the uh the summer episodes, but what would you say your favorite Lord of the Rings movie is, and then maybe your favorite character? Um, favorite movie is The Two Towers. Okay, for sure. Um, favorite opening to any movie ever. What's the opening of the movie? Um, it cuts back to Gandalf and the Balrog, and then it cuts to them fighting on the way down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's plus. It was I saw the Fellowship when it came out on VHS, and it had the double VHS. Yeah, you oh, had yeah. to pop the second one in. Um, so it was one of the bit first big, like giant movies I went to the theater to see. Mm-hmm. So that was cool in and of itself. And then just the opening oh, absolutely. was amazing. Very cool. Um, so did you know, I don't know how well versed you were in Tolkien then, mm-hmm. certainly not as much as you are now, mm-hmm. but did you know that Gandalf survived? I did. Yeah. Okay. I seem to remember I was one of those, well, I was still one of those dorky kids. <laughs> um, but when I, I had read the Hobbit already and then the, the, the books were kind con- not the books, but the movies were starting to come out. My dad was, I don't, I can't remember how much he was familiar mm-hmm. with the story. Um, before those movies came out, I remember once us being at the library and him pulling out the old, I think it was Rankin Bass or whoever did um, the Lord of the Rings. There's an old cartoon version that's just wild. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I am. Um, I had the fellowship over there. Like the yeah. giant flash when someone dies. Like yeah. I think the Witch King or someone dies. Something. And- like they did this rotoscoping stuff in there yeah. too. It's just crazy. Um, so I was familiar to a certain extent. And then when I heard movies were coming out, I was like, Oh, I'll read the books. So mm-hmm. I seem to remember, I think I read the first fellowship pretty well through, um, the two towers. Okay. And then I don't think I, at that point got to return to the King yet. Um, okay. so there was certain points of the plot that I knew, like I knew Gandalf comes back and, you know, comes back as white and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I remember, um, Reading The Hobbit, for sure, growing up, was one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just never really read Fellowship or Two Towers, but I remember when Return of the King was coming out, my mom's boyfriend at the time was really, really huge reader. I mean, he read it in, like, three days, which if yeah. you don't know is, like, 7,000 pages. It's super long. Huge <laughs> Stephen King fan, really mm-hmm. big Tolkien fan, Harry Potter fan, everything. And I was, I was like, I looked up to him so much, and I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to read Return of the King before the movie came out. And I remember getting like 100 pages in and I remember reading it in my room one night. My mom comes in and tuck me in and I just started like bop, bop, like just sobbing. And I'm like, Mom, I can't understand anything that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> the books are weird. Yeah. And yeah. that's where people crap on it. But it's, you know, Tolkien, professor of linguistics, yeah. decided to create his own language and was like, I should probably create some characters oh, and some story. Yeah. yeah. And that's that in and of itself is just amazing. So the books themselves are just, the editing is weird. And if you're familiar with like the, the behind the scenes stuff on the Lord of the Rings movies, they talk about how that was tricky because once you get to the end of the fellowship, the books stop going around in a clear chronological order. Really? The first half of the two towers follows, Merry and Pippin, 
and the remaining fellowship. And then the second half of the book goes back in time and catches up with Sam and Frodo. Oh. And the Return of the King's the same way. So the Two Towers book... Is this and, Shelob in Two Towers? Yeah. The, the very end of the Two Towers is Shelob taking... Is Shelob stinging Frodo, Frodo getting taken by the orcs into Kirithungul, and Sam having to go after him. Wow. He doesn't okay. even save him yet. Um, and in which actually Fellowship... Two Towers begins with Boromir dying. He doesn't die. Really? The, yeah. So there's some different timeline, and a lot of that, I think, came around because Tolkien envisioned it as one just giant-ass book. Yeah. yeah. And the publishers were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's cut into, within the Lord of the Rings itself, there's book one, book two, book three, etc. Okay. And so it's, it's kind of piecemeal and choppy, but, you know. It gets the job done. Yeah. And in a way having the films to watch and understand how it fits chronologically and then going back makes the books a lot easier to get through. I can sit here and watch you or listen to you talk about this forever. <laughs> the summer episodes are going to be really great. Hopefully the <laughs> really listeners good. will enjoy it too. Uh, Ryan. Just, oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Have a nice More. beard to look at and great Tolkien information. All right, that's all I, qu- all I had for Travis. Do you have a few questions you want to pull up for him? Yeah, so uh, how did you two meet? Rusty and I? Yes, Rusty and you. Rusty, um, when he was on his internship up to uh, nor- Northern Eriador. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the cusp of the Blue Mountains, in a, in a way. Oh, what a beautiful sight. Up, up in the Lake Country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, met, he, um, which is funny because we didn't necessarily, we were like, we'd see each other in groups, but we didn't hang out one on one. No, when he was up. Closer with Jake. Closer with Jake. Um, that whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, Rusty was always just just a swell guy. He was always there, and the the thing that always stood out to me was um, he he had since gone back, and then he came back up briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my wife Kara, we were moving out of our apartment into our house, and Jake had previously said like, "Oh, I'm going to come help you move," and then like the week before, he was like, "Oh crap." I got Rusty coming up. And he was like, well, I'll talk to him. And Rusty was like, yeah, man, sure, I'll come help for a couple hours. So Rusty just comes and helps us move for a couple yeah. hours. And I was like, oh, what a swell guy. So <laughs> so then really, I think it's kind of started when you started talking about your book on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We kind of started talking a little bit then. And then we especially did. once the podcast started up, I was like, oh, this is great. So just we just started chatting. Yeah, I mean, ever since then, it's I, yeah. I text you more than I do my wife. So you know? you've been dating for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm uh, it doesn't help. I think both our wives joke about this the exact same way. Yeah. She's like, what's, what, what, what talk about? <laughs> <laughs> is that Ding Travis or is that the, Rusty? Or? The yeah. amount of times I'll pick up my phone because I've left it down and I'll pull up a text and she's written in the text feed something about poop or fart, something. <laughs> and it like has left it there to be like, I could have sent this and I didn't send it. It's like, ah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> like this happens way too often. That's hilarious. Well, she has once or twice sent a text from your phone to me. Yeah. Just jokingly. Yeah. So it's good stuff. <laughs> so what do you like to do for fun besides look up space? Look up space. Um, aside from science stuff, I am, I am an English geek. Okay. Um, I kind of went into. So Tolkien is obviously. Tolkien. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of went into my field as a secondary like mm-hmm. i like was i was good at science and anatomy and stuff like that so that's why i kind of went into physical therapy assisting and doing that saw it as more lucrative than just getting an english degree yeah <laughs> I was like what am i going to do with that um but do enjoy reading gaming um trying my hand at writing here and there i have i've still never sat down and actually just done something 
Um, like what type of writing? Like like fiction. Okay. Um, fantasy to a certain extent. Um, there's two, really two book series that I've been cooking for the better part of six or seven years now oh, wow. mentally oh, really? and just jotting down notes every now and then. But just, I got to sit down and put it on paper and then just see what's there. Um, but I do enjoy doing that when I have the time for it. Hmm. But yeah, science, English, for the most part, gaming. Very nice. cool. So are you into sports? Not really. Not really? No, okay. I played... You two were born for each other. Yeah, I played... Yeah. I played. We have the same personality. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We figured that out. Which is so interesting because we're supposed to be the rarest and I just yeah. keep finding One all these others. Yeah. <laughs> and Lauren, my dad, and I are the yeah. same. And then you turned out to be the What is that for the listeners? The Myers-Briggs test, right? I-N-F-J-T. Yeah, and I'm an I-N-F-J slash T as well. Which means I'm not comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it's it's you're introverted, but you can also be extroverted. Except it's exhausting for the social social introvert. Yeah. Well, hopefully this podcast wasn't too much for you guys. No. The third person, really. I'm. Just, <laughs> I mean, besides it being twelve o'clock, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Of yeah. Having to deal with so many people, and we got little guy with an axe here. Tyrion. Ukulele is chilling out over here. Nice. We got all I'm kinds just, of fun I'm stuff. Getting anxiety right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's see. Are you good at Im- home improvement slash plumbing? Um, certain parts of it. Okay. Certain parts. Which my, part? my father-in-law is an amazing jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's taught me a fair amount. Um, there are certain things where I'm like, okay, I gotta have, I gotta see him do that again. Um, back when it was, well, I guess that doesn't count as plumbing. I say I can do, I can change my oil, I can change my tires, I can change my <laughs> With brakes. With a dipstick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. <laughs> um, I can do some minor plumbing type stuff. Okay. Um, I don't like know I, why that would be on a question that you ask your girl or like your okay, daughter's you... boyfriend. So, <laughs> like, are you good at home improvements slash yeah. plumbing? That's where you base like... these questions from. Gotcha. The, the questions I mean... you would ask Marlo's or yeah, your daughter's future. Yeah. You know. So and like I have plumbing. Yeah. What? And I mean, I can, I've, I had to, I had to fix my sump pump a couple of times in the past <laughs> couple of weeks. I had to put a new one in finally a couple of days ago, yeah. but I just threw it together and it was fine. But so there's certain things I've picked up. Okay. Yeah. Just owning a, a yeah. place. So do you have any special talents slash gifts? Talents and gifts. Um, the writing. Um, I don't do it anymore. I hide it, but I, in high school I did ventriloquism. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lauren has a great bear with a cardigan in there. Yeah. I could bring him out. Yeah, you know. could stick your hand up there. But back enough to when I was 14, um, my mom and I actually went to there. Like, there it, it's big enough that there's an international convention. They do wow. every year in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. Um, just right, almost right across the border from Cincinnati. Um, and we went one year because I was looking into it and I just, it just became something where I was like, no, I'm not going to make a career out of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do this. But it was, it was interesting. Cause like Jeff Dunham wasn't huge yet. Yeah. And he was like, he hadn't had done comedy central, but he was like walking around, you know, and giving, there was like a seminar with, with the terrorist. And, Pre- he yeah. didn't have the terrorist yet. He had, he had Walter and he had peanut and that was it. But such a good act. But it was one of those things where like, it, it was kind of an offshoot of my younger self saw himself as a comedian slash class clown, mm-hmm. um, even though I wasn't good at it and it was yeah. just annoying and annoying everybody with it. 
Um, so my, my first aspiration was, oh, I'm just going to be a clown. Yeah. Well, we're going to forget that ever happened. But <laughs> so what was your puppet like? The puppet? I just had like Is a little... Is it called a puppet? For yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just a felt puppet pretty okay. much. Um, didn't have anything more extravagant than that. Didn't want to drop the money on yeah. anything hard. I'm sure they can or, get expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a company, Axtel, I think was the name of the company. They make these giant, it's made out of some kind of plasticky <coughs> material, but it looks lifelike and huh. stuff like that. But yeah, there's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure there's a crowd. Yeah. So, and then the last question is, what's the craziest thing you've ever done that you are willing to say on this podcast? <laughs> craziest thing I've ever done. Oh, I'm so boring. Let me think. I know, like, if I ever played Would You, or Have You Ever, Have You Never Ever, whatever the heck the game is, and you take a drink for it. Yeah, Never Have I Ever. I, never Have I Ever. I would be the lamest person ever. Like, I would yeah. never drink. I'd be the, so, the only sober one standing. Oh, yeah. I used to do that. Yeah, I'd clean house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the lamest person. And, yeah, I was a DD by the end, and I played the game. Yeah, and I think it isn't isn't the saying who those sorts of people are the best at Cards Against Humanity, and I I clean house at Cards Against Humanity. Oh yeah, Lauren's, Lauren. Lauren's the same way. She's the quiet, scary yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have anything out there. All right, you heard it here, folks. He's yeah. dull, and he hasn't blown up anything. No. Mm-mm. All right. Cool. No. I only got uh, probably ventriloquism would probably be the craziest yeah thing. That's, <laughs> that's probably the craziest. that is not what I expected no yeah Definitely that's not. that was a, yeah that's a whole forgotten <laughs> time yeah. period <laughs> something you block out like middle school or yeah late elementary school pretty pretty much yeah yeah all right well we can get into the uh, would you rather segment all right do we want to save we can do that we'll take, take a quick break yeah we'll take a quick break Ryan's okay. uh dancing over here <laughs> yeah all right we'll be back friends and by the power of editing folks we're back. And so we're going to do a Would You Rather segment because I was originally going to get a, uh, a nice little mix of back-of-the-box trivia to, so that Travis and Ryan could go back and forth and be a nice um, showdown, but we're too tired for that. So you're going to get the uh, slap-happy us at 12 o'clock in the morning doing some Would You Rather questions. There's no consistent uh, message here. It's just all over the board. Some, some silly, some... Yep. You know, sexual innuendos. You get all the, the fun stuff here oh, on yeah. Talker Brothers. So, uh, Travis, why don't you kick it off? Because I know you, you have a few more than I do. Yeah, I got I got five would-you-rathers, six just dumb questions, and then four what I would call superior, deeper questions. Perfect. All right. I have zero because I thought we were recording tomorrow. And <laughs> so, I'm prepared. Miss the memo. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Go ahead, Travis. All right. Uh, if you were attached to a film, would you rather be the screenwriter, the director, or the lead actor? For me personally, I, I'd want to be the lead actor because one of my biggest regrets growing up is not getting more involved in either theater or music. Um, I would love to perform live. I mean, I don't like being the center of attention, but I like creating. I mean, very much like the podcast and YouTube, I like having a voice in something. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to become someone else and adopt this persona of someone that someone else has penned, mm-hmm. they've formed this character with their imagination and then me being able to read it and become that person mm-hmm. is something that really gets me excited. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of my biggest regrets growing up is not getting into theater in high school or getting more involved in piano or guitar mm-hmm. or something like that. You just want to be Aragorn. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that's, what do you like? Yeah. It's a lot of bullshit for I want to be Aragorn. Basically, yeah. no. But that is for a real answer. I definitely would yeah. probably be the lead actor. 
Mm-hmm. I want to be a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I complain a lot about plot not working or not being fulfilled or not going throughout the normal arcs of things. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it, that end game is awesome and it fulfills those kind of plots that I would love to put mm-hmm. in different movies that I complain about. Like Star Wars, I would love to be able to put input mm-hmm. into that kind of thing and yeah. help. I mean, it would be multiple writers, but mm-hmm. being able to influence and then seeing it through the director, yeah. hopefully it's a good director, come to life. Because I don't know if I could do all the preparing and the scheduling and like mm-hmm. working day to day, but to be able to see my song sung through someone else and through actors it would be awesome oh yeah yeah that would be cool and yeah i mean it's um either either the acting or the the screenwriting mm-hmm. directing i can't i couldn't <coughs> visualize that many working pieces yeah or you know even close-ups and all that kind of stuff but screenwriting would be interesting the acting would be interesting i did drama club and stuff in in high school so yeah I'm not emotional enough to be like yeah. crying on cue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not easy for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's something that you you can be taught. It can be learned. You know, yeah. I could be a win. I could pull yeah. off that character. Dan- yeah. Daniel Radcliffe sailed through however many Potter movies, and he, he yeah, had he the emotion half the time. He had the emotional range of who knows what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he was saying that he was actually drunk for like the latter half of those movies. Yeah, yeah, because he had a problem with like alcohol. Nice. He did. He actually gave up alcohol after filming those movies. That's why he got ripped. There, yeah. Well, there's a video on YouTube that I haven't watched yet, but mm-hmm. uh, he talks with someone about his struggle with alcohol, yeah. which is really interesting. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and like, in Prisoner of Azkaban, his crying scene in that is so laughable. Yeah. When he finds out that Sirius is actually the one that killed his parents or whatever, and he, he runs out in the snow. He was that friend. Yeah. <laughs> he was that friend. I hope he finds me, because when he does, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Um, All right. Uh, why don't you do another one, Travis? Because you still got more than me. Okay. You are a spy. Okay. But you are not a very good spy. And you've been taken by the KGB. And you're not giving up any information. So they send you to the Cruel and Unusual Torture Division. Would you rather oh, have... <laughs> would you rather have your weenus tugged or your philtrum flicked? I don't even know what that second one means. It's the space... <laughs> between your 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 upper lip and your nose, oh, it just sounds bad. Yeah, philtrum, philtrum flicked or, or grundle grabbed or <laughs> weenus tugged. Well, I just think of was <laughs> it was it Casino Royale or Quantum of Solace when Casino Royale? Oh my gosh, <laughs> when he gets ripped with a giant rope ball up the nads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. that was rough to even watch. Yeah. But then again, weenus is elbow. So yeah. Good. Oh yeah. I don't know if you were just like. No. Jokingly saying, jo- no, just joking. Because you even said you said like, oh, I just want to sit, put it out there and see where your mind goes. Yeah, you bastard. Yeah, I do love. So that. I don't know if you've ever had like a little kid come up and pull your elbow skin when you're not expecting it. It is annoying as fuck. <laughs> then it is. It is. <laughs> then so, the, the, the the latter one, the, the filter dude, flex, the yeah, that, But that's you, when you have facial hair. It's yep. annoying. Yeah, but your teeth are right there, and just yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. more I'm more of a weenus kind of guy. Yeah, and my philtrum. Yep. Okay, I'll do. I'll still stick with philtrum. Okay. True to my word. Mm. Uh, okay, so let's philtrum. change gears a little bit. <laughs> it was such a weird term. <laughs> yeah, so weird. Would you rather? And I think Ryan and I may have covered this before, but I'd like to get Travis's perspective. Would you rather live without music or without TV? Hmm. I know for me, I'd rather live without TV just because I get so much out of music. I think over the course of my life, 
mm-hmm. my taste in music has changed based on the mood that I'm in, the the area of life that I'm in. I've been through a lot in, over the course of my life, and there's different times in my life where I listen to a certain music, mm-hmm. and I can remember the time and place I was listening to it, struggling mm-hmm. with something, having great things happen in my life. I mean, even... Um, I'm really big in the Foo Fighters right now. I mean, I always have been. They're one of my favorite bands. But uh, they're two records ago, uh, Wasting Light. I have it on. I have the vinyl. It's one of my favorite records by them. Um, the last song on the album is called Walk. It's just an outstanding song, especially the the latter half of it is just so headbangingly awesome. And I just remember the record came out when I went to college, and I remember walking campus in 2011, just listening to that song on repeat. And so every time. I listened to it. I can remember up north where we went to school, mm-hmm. walking around campus, just jamming to that song. Hmm. You know, nice. so yeah. music for me. Nice. Yeah, I don't really have any TV right now. It would suck to miss Game of Thrones, how it ends. If that's yeah. what it's considered TV, or Lost, or Breaking Bad, and oh, yeah. Supernatural, all the classics. Mm-hmm. But definitely music. I listen to music all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm less of the classics, and I'm more of stuff to keep me awake. Like caffeine music, like techno or remixes of things. Mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, September. Yeah. What's up? Nice. Um, a lot this week, but yeah, definitely music. Oh, so yeah. there's another one you got to check out. It's September. Let's Groove Tonight. It's like this megalomix radio crazy mashup of okay. all their songs. It's super great. Okay. We'll listen to it after this. Nice. Sounds good. It's like mega mix, Earth, Wind, and Fire. You can find it. That's cool. Stuff. Yeah, I'd keep, I'd keep music, definitely. Because I got books. Yeah, and yeah, it's the same as shows. Yeah, pretty much the same as shows. And just and music, yeah, definitely same thing. It brings you back. Um, there's even a lot of times where I'll I'll associate certain albums with a book. Like if I'm reading a book, I'm like seeing the soundtrack oh, playing wow. out during certain scenes, and it'll like take me back. So that's awesome. I definitely keep the music. Nice. Yeah, it should be no surprise for me. I mean, I never talk about video game soundtracks on this podcast. No. Oh my but, gosh. A number of times mm. you've listed artists or people I don't know. Yeah. Grant, if you're listening, what's like, what's going on? Let's grab some tea sometime. Yeah. There's <laughs> stuff in the mail for you. Yeah. In like four months. Four yeah, months. 2041. Did you, did, you, did you finally send that on? No, we're going to listen to it after this <laughs> podcast. Okay. All right. What Tra- do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Travis, what's your next question? All right. Um, would you rather have savant level intelligence? but be a complete wimpy, puny weakling mm-hmm. or be really dumb, but be super strong. Savant. Yeah, I think, sure. I think the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Because, I mean, technically physical strength doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, it's more of just a, I mean, not money buys happiness, but mon- intelligence can get everything that muscles or mm-hmm. whatever can. Yeah. Well, I just like... Who wants to be dumb? Yeah. Like, yeah, I like knowing things. I like being able to contribute to conversations. Mm-hmm. And if you're just a bag of rocks that just sits there and grunts, like I don't, I don't really know if there's any value in that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I started uh, Borderlands One, and I'm just thinking brick. Like you just oh, a yeah. big dude with like, huh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Travis? Oh, definitely, definitely intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Okay, I'll do another one here. If you were bo- reborn in a new life. As a tree. Would you rather be alive in the past or in the future? Hmm. Mm. Tricky. Well, if we had the quantum realm. <laughs> 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 um, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's tough. I mean, I would love to see different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I or think the Roman period. I'd love to see Egypt at its prime. I'd love to see the Roaring Twenties. Mm-hmm. 
like to see that like England as an empire yeah that like controlled pretty much everything yeah but the future I would love to see what technology yeah. terrible technology would come up with right mm-hmm. and if I'm living it probably future yeah yeah because yeah. I would like I do enjoy like thinking like oh yeah, like the 1920s, you know, like that's a cool era, stuff like that, but you know. Measles but, outbreaks, right? That sounds but good. all the other I mean, stuff we that, that gets. I think, but. I think, I've always thought one of the biggest showings of like our culture is the fact that Mad Men was as popular and emulated <laughs> as it was, and the whole point of that show was really to show how completely shitty the 1950s really was. Yeah, <laughs> and people are still like, "Oh, this is awesome." <laughs> so, yeah. and I think just there's too much rose-colored glasses when you're looking back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Plus, my family's black, and it wouldn't do well for me. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so, yeah. But there's yeah. no... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for us, in any point in time, basically... I mean, we're Armenian, so we had a genocide in the early 1900s, but yeah. like, for like white people, it's generally any point in time we can go back and somewhat survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, the depending future. on what continent you're on. Yeah. The future would be just to see what, what happens, what sort of things are going on. You know, if you look at, I mean, even just looking at the technology surge there's been since I was a kid to now, Yeah. you know, where are they going to get in the next 50 to 100 years? like, see where CRISPR gets us. <laughs> like, I'm super pumped about CRISPR. I don't like, know what that is. That's like a sandwich splicing. at McDonald's? Yeah. Gene splicing. Okay. Even um transportation, I don't, I know they were talking about a while looking at some sort of high-speed... For the Midwest that connects, I think, Chicago with the Columbus-Cincinnati area and then the Pittsburgh or Philadelphia region. And they were they were throwing out all the schematics of it. It was basically like... Like we the live Shinkansen in, in Japan? Yeah, like, like you can get from one city to the next in an hour. You know, like it's so yeah. fast. And they're like, you know, can we start looking at the world as why should you why should your career be based on where you live anymore because shouldn't you be able to get to another city so much quicker even That'd be in insane. states away yeah and that's yeah that's nuts live in chicago go to work in columbus yeah like yeah. why not i know that'd be nuts yeah, yeah i think for me of like magnets and mm-hmm. like vacuums and yeah. stuff so just to see yeah, yeah. where does where is that going to go that would be interesting that'd be nuts yeah and the future always excites me i'm always i'm a very technologically driven person i mean i work in it internal audit so i mean i i deal with technology quite a bit um that that area fascinates me so the future would probably be my pick but mm-hmm. i'm also fascinated with just living a simpler life and just being in an older 15 to 1600s even 1700s time frame but mm-hmm. the the lack of medicine in those times i would love to get the plague frightens me so yeah <laughs> the flag yeah. ring around the rose yeah <laughs> um, ashes ashes we all fall down. We all do. So I'm gonna actually say this next one because it kind of goes with that a little bit. Plagues. No. <laughs> would you rather experience the beginning of planet Earth and live your life from there, or would you rather um, live your life at the end of planet Earth? The end. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, like I think about this all the time. I would mm-hmm. love to see the sun explode. Mm-hmm. Like for I was actually researching it. So I had two questions that popped into my head. Last time during night. church during the, the yeah so one was if light needs a medium and it doesn't it it can travel through vacuums and things mm-hmm. and through solid objects <clears throat> and then if you'd hear a sun explode and you yeah. wouldn't no which is awesome oh like, yeah I would love to see the sun explode for like the millisecond mm-hmm. to see it and then be like oh shit and then, like yeah. die like, oh yeah awesome oh yeah right yeah. It just keeps me up at night like man. the beginning of Earth mm-hmm. I mean it would be so dull 
right? Because yeah. all it is is single-celled organisms mm-hmm. trying to become eukaryotes. Yeah. Right? Well, even from what I remember of a lot of the theoretical physics and astrophysics and things that I've like looked into and listened to, in a way, I think the Earth almost is supposed to go out the way it came in. Like when it first started, it was very molten yeah. and then cooled. And essentially within the lifespan of the sun, it's not before it explodes, the it expands. It expands. So we're going to reach a point where the earth is essentially mercury. Yeah. So the, we're not going to necessarily see the sun explode. We're just, we're just going to fry. Which is less fun. <laughs> yeah. But so that's global how that's, warming is technically inevitable. Right. And that's however many millions or whatever years yeah. potentially in the future. Yeah. Good stuff. Always <laughs> lighthearted to talk about this podcast. Yes. How would you like to die, Rusty? <laughs> I want to be drowned erotically. Yeah, that's that's the way I want to go. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, erotic fixation. Yeah, put it on my tombstone too. All right, Travis, what's your next question, please? Well, this this kind of ties wow. in too. It kind of worked out. Well. Oh, erotic drowning? Please. No. <laughs> um, God, just to put me in a one piece. Put some Japanese language on me. Get me going. Yeah. Um. With the caveat that you can't change anything as a result of this, would you rather have a conversation with your past self or your future self? So with your past self, you can't change anything. And with your future self, you couldn't necessarily take any information to make yourself that or change how you're going to become. That's that's who you're going to be regardless. Wow. So what's the, it ends up being inevitable or useless You're, whether you have that conversation or not right because right. nothing changes nothing changes so it's more for your sake to see how you are in the future oh so you could turn out to be like a douchebag right <laughs> or to if I talk was a to your douchebag in the past right or to talk to yourself in the past and basically be like oh how much have i grown like what was i really like back then that, mm. that kind of thing i think for me if you asked me this question when i was like 14 i would say future me mm-hmm. i think now I'd, I'd much rather just go back to see my young self mm-hmm. being like prior to my teenage years, more like my innocent, like 10 year old self and just, mm-hmm. just see how stupid I was, you know, yeah. just to pick my brain about Star Fox Assault or, you know, just mm-hmm. something ridiculous like that. Uh, moving forward, I, I don't want to know anything. I kind of want to just experience it, you yeah. know? So I think I'd want to go see my, my prior self. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I know who I was back then, and I would not want to see that again. It would be really yeah. cringy for me. Yeah. Like, I had, like, long, floopy hair back in, like, high school, like, for swimming days. It was, like, mm-hmm. curl out, and I was like, that's kind of bullshit looking back. <laughs> but I, I would love to see how far I get to, mm-hmm. probably, like, 50s. Yeah. I would love to see what mm-hmm. I become. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. Least, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily grill my future self because it's not going to matter anyway. Yeah. But just to get a, a glimpse, to be like, okay, yeah. All I right. can deal with that. It's like, I could be Fat Thor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. That's a great question. That's like a really that. good question. Mm-hmm. Um, this is such a weird one that I found on the internet. Would you rather never have internet access or always have Nicolas Cage within one meter of you? Never have internet access. I'll just give that up. <laughs> <laughs> Not worth it. That's really hard. And he's he's talking to you pretty consistently, yeah. by the way. I'm not, I, yeah, I'm, forget- still, I'm still not completely convinced the internet has made 
life better. <laughs> <laughs> no. Social media definitely hasn't. Yeah. yeah. I would say forget internet. Mm-hmm. And, uh... If he's constantly talking, then probably no internet. But if he's silent... Oh, that's so weird. Like, creepy, how either. far close to is he? Like, if I turned around and looked through the dark window right here, he'd just be there... <laughs> just, just looking. Like he'd be sleeping next to me all the time. He'd be like, if I were he would actually just, he shit, doesn't like, sleep. You'd be right there. It's his ghost. So he just like his force ghost. He uh, just stands over you and looks at you and whispers like yeah. wisdom. Yeah, like national treasure quotes. He's just nonstop. It's hidden beneath the boat or whatever in <laughs> yeah. Alaska. He's, he's just not the bees. <laughs> not the bees. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, probably no internet. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Maybe if he was like couple yards away i'd be fine with it mm-hmm. like uh, you could close the door and he'd i mean a meter's like 3.2 feet or something like that so yeah no, no still no internet okay yeah, yeah. travis yeah. what's up um okay this one's a little heady would you rather fulfill your biggest wish or fix your biggest regret uh, i wonder what my biggest wish is <laughs> that's what i was thinking i Oh, well, so my biggest wish is probably writing my book, mm-hmm. which I've just been stalling on. And Lauren and I moving to this new place is going to be kind of a refresh. I'm going to get a desk. It's going to be great. I'm going to sacrifice the porn dungeon, making good life choices as a 26-year-old. Um, yeah, and you can't look up ultimate muscle porn anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren would shut that down. Uh, Same with Linda, or Elisa. Gigi? She would say, yeah, that, that too. So my greatest regret... I don't really have any significant regrets in my life. I think the things that I chose to do that weren't for the best for me, I learned from. Mm-hmm. Not to be super cheesy or whatever, but I feel that way. I'm really um, not glad the things that happened, but I think they were purposeful and mm-hmm. they got me to where I am today. So I would definitely want to fulfill my greatest wish. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. Definitely wish. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still under the idea that everything I've done or regret leads to the person I am now mm-hmm. I would like to see what fulfilling my biggest regret would cause my current self to be mm-hmm. it's like an alternate timeline Yeah, but I mean I don't know what my biggest wish is getting a dog mm-hmm. yeah so like for like writing your book fulfilling that the the growth is through the process itself fulfilling that and making it done doesn't allow you the process and the experience and that kind of thing so i'm afraid that any fulfillment of a like a wish itself instantaneously mm-hmm. would ruin the future process or future growth well i don't think it's necessarily i wasn't reading the question like i'd snap my fingers and my book would be written i think the journey of that creative process is is the wish I hope to accomplish, mm-hmm. as opposed oh, to how yeah, you can take it that way. As okay. opposed to just I was seeing it as like, snap my fingers and regretting something's done, some past experience. But like when you set out to do it, you're not going to fail at it. It's good. Oh, gonna okay, happen. yeah, future wish for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would, I would, yeah, spend way too long combing through past memories if, if and that then, wasn't. <laughs> yeah, then just ruin and the then past. yeah, your entire your entire future, yeah, your present rather just changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. This is just a silly one. Would you rather drive from the East Coast to the West Coast listening to I Would Walk 500 Miles by the Proclaimers or Mbop by Hanson on constant repeat? 500 miles. Oh, for sure. I don't know. Mm-bop. I don't know because 500 miles, that, that song drives me nuts too. Does it? <laughs> yeah. I, I think, think I would walk 
500. I would do that song because then you could just start singing it in different accents and different paces and yeah. it'd, be, yeah. it'd be nuts. You can make a game out of it. Mbop mm-hmm. Mbop is just freaking excruciatingly painful to listen right. to. Yeah, still probably 500 miles I'd listen to. Yeah, because I do very, 500 miles because I've heard it a million times. Very yep. staccato. Very mm-hmm. choppy. And that entertains me. Yeah, you can Bohemian Rhapsody that song. You know, That's just have like three or four different people just, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, going nuts. why not make a game out of it be good all right travis what's your next one i'm into my dumb ones now perfect all right what's one food that gives you the shits recently it's been chipotle because i've been eating a lot of it but i mean taco bell i mean let's the writing's on the wall there if you're ordering taco bell it's the uh halloween Burger King black burger <laughs> and it turns it green. Yeah. Oh god. It's the dye. We the dye. Yeah. The dye. I haven't eaten it but I was, I've, I I've looking, experienced it. I was looking at the back of something and it was like red 40. Yeah. And I'm like first off what what is red and why mm-hmm. is it an ingredient and then why is it specifically code 40? Right? What, <laughs> there what the hell does that mean? 40 different yeah. types of this What's thing. What's the shade? Yeah. 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 My my body doesn't like jalapenos. Really? Okay. Anything spicy. Yeah. 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 Like or even like, I love me a Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich, but I have to eat it knowing I'm going to pay for it the next day. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. You get punished hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved really spicy food, but now, like, in my ripe age of 26, like, it's not good. Like, even Chipotle spicy sauce, the next day I'm like, I got up mm-hmm. uh, earlier than I'm used to. And I'm like, cool, this pain that I'm about to endure <laughs> woke me up earlier so I get to go to work and leave earlier. Right, yeah. But, like, back in the day, I made some spicy salsa for, like, a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And it was, like, six habaneros oh. and, like, maybe ten ha- or jalapenos. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, trying to kill yourself? No, the uh, Alex and her family were like, this is ridiculous. Are you? They thought we were trying to kill him. <laughs> oh, it, I suffered for days. Well, in college, I, um... I didn't mean to even to this day. I don't use salad dressing just because it doesn't appeal to me. And ranch and vinaigrettes, they just really gross me out. Mm. And not shaming people that use salad dressing. You know, treat yourself once in a while. But I always used hot sauce on my salads. Like Frank's. I put Frank's on everything in college. You literally put that shit on everything. Everything, <laughs> as the saying goes. Yeah, I mean, I was like, list, I lived by that motto. And I paid for it my junior year. It was when I started dating Laura. Yeah, with stomach ulcers. Yeah, you remember that? I mean, I like really effed up my stomach. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember going over to um, where Lauren gave me the painting. Oh, yeah. And we were my apartment. We were watching. Her, yeah, yeah. We were watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes. And we got through like four or five episodes, and my stomach progressively got worse. And it's it's exponentially worse if I hold in gas, because then it just gets my stomach just starts expanding. So you're just ripping asses like you got the painting. But I wasn't, and so <laughs> I was holding it all in. I looked at Lauren, and I was like, I gotta go because I can't sit still. And if I try and stand up, I'm going to be in excruciating pain. I need to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And it really just gets to a point where you have to just lay down and just let the bodily <laughs> gas just leave your body. Yeah. <laughs> but it was terrible. So Like right as we started recording. Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> no, I've, use excessive amounts of hot sauce like you do. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I treat getting raw out of a bag. Not raw. Whoa. I eat it <laughs> you animal. With raw meaning no sauce. Yeah. But okay. Oh, yeah. I... I've had some rough mm-hmm. experiences. Like, also, w- make sure you wash your hands before you go to the bathroom mm-hmm. when you eat hot stuff. Oh, yeah. God. Careful. Yeah. Um, is, um, Amino? Am I the next one? Amino? 
Acid? Yeah, exactly. I said, is it me now? But I kind of lumped it all together. LR Janine? So, for the rest of your life, would you rather continue to pay a per-ticket price for the theater experience, or would you rather pay a flat $25 fee to be able to stream a new film one time in your home with as many people as you wanted? So I can't rewatch it? I mean, eventually you can get it on Blu-ray or whatever, but that one $25 fee is a one-time viewing, and after you finish it, it's cut off. Considering it would probably cost close to that much <laughs> for two people to get a ticket these days. It's very true. Yeah, I'd probably do it in home. Don't have to leave. I'm all about that. What can I bring home? <laughs> yeah. Because then you get to Literally watch everything. Yeah. Uber Eats can bring you any mm-hmm. type of food you ever want. Yeah. You don't have to leave your home. Amazon brings you anything. Where? Yeah. Chipotle delivers S- now. Scary life. Taco on. Bell delivers. Mm-hmm. You can get your groceries delivered to you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have children delivered to you. <laughs> okay. I don't know if there's... You no. bring them from the hospital and you have a kid now. Okay. I don't know if that's how it works, but storks... Oh, kinda... that's the next regime. The next regime. Okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I think everyone answered there. Well, what did you... What, what did I say? You didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. You talked about storks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, probably a ticket because I only have... It's only like a $10 cost for me. And I could always buy the DVD and then have, that's like a total $30 cost opposed to like a $50 cost because the mm-hmm. Blu-ray plus the $25 okay. is your mm-hmm. one. Now you're, you're a So C- I have a $20, $15. Your CPG mode's coming in. All right, yeah. Travis, what's the next one here? Uh, favorite Will Smith movie? iRobot, probably. Same. Yep, iRobot. It's that. traumatic seeing someone drown in a car. <laughs> but yeah, I Am Legend's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely iRobot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one I always forget, and then it'll it'll be on TV. I'm like, oh, I always forget. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, I think I would say the same. I'm Legends up there. I wanted to say the Book of Eli, but that's definitely Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. They don't all look alike. I do like the original. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's racist. I really like. Uh, Oh, I lost the first Men in Black's just such a great movie yeah. when Tommy Lee Jones wasn't ancient. Uh, when he's like pulling the seat next to him to do it, what to do the test, and then he shoots the little girl, the first Men in Black. Oh, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got right now. Good stuff. Cool. Um, let's see my next one here. Okay, so now we got some fun stuff. Would you accidentally? Or would you rather accidentally send a dirty text to your boss or a sexy voicemail to your mother? I've been really close to doing the first one. I know. So I'd rather do that one. See, I would not... Not my current boss, but my old boss wouldn't really care. Ryan, the other Ryan. That listens to this podcast. What's up, Ryan? Hey. Number two. I have your number. I just texted you tonight, actually, so (laughs) hopefully you listen to that. Or read it, not listen to it. What do you do, Travis? Oh, Something about the text seems less embarrassing than my actual it physical really voice. Is. Yeah. Because they wouldn't believe me. I could be like, I didn't send that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know then you, have, you don't. I mean, my daughter grabbed my phone and just started yeah. texting random stuff. I that's all that's autocorrect there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm definitely the latter. I'd rather send a sexy voicemail to my mom because you've met my mom. She and wouldn't care. She's so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, it's true. She'll talk about. Anything that you would never want to talk about with your parents, mm-hmm. as if you're just talking about the recent Avengers movie. Yeah. 
Like, right? It's tr- very true. I mean, mm-hmm. she'll bring up sex. She'll bring up anything that you're mm-hmm. just like, Mom, we are never talking about this. Like, ever. Yeah. But she brings it up like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so, the latter. She'd probably just get a good laugh at it and be like, oh, Junior, just being you. So. All right, Travis, what's your next one? Um, is there any food you'll never eat again? And is there any food you've always wanted to try? Any food I'll never eat again. Liver, probably. I. It's a really grainy, disgusting texture. And I'm very much a texture person. Okay. Um, foods I want to try. Oh, there's. What's that really expensive beef that they actually feed the cow, like, beers and stuff to tender the meat? There's actually a lot. Wagyu? They're Wagyu or Wagyu. Is it, is it Wagyu? Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of different... It's based off the region from Japan that it comes. Okay. And there's a bunch of different... I mean, we were going to have a dinner at a Wagyu, like, mm-hmm. level place, and it was $100 per person. Yeah. Hmm. For, like, one plate. Yeah. And we were like, oh, $100 for all four of us. They're like, no, per person. <laughs> Yikes. So I would love to try that. I've been on, like, a supplier dinner where we got something close to that grade, but hmm. I think it was just Kobe. Okay. Which is still pretty high up there. Yeah. Um, but Wagyu would be mm-hmm. tender as shit. Mm-hmm. To get like a full 18 ounce. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. That would be amazing. I think for me, uh, what I'd never want to eat for the rest of my life would be Sloppy Joe's. Dude. And no, Dude. Th- there's a reason. There's no, a reason. Sloppy and Sloppy joyous. Joe's or Manwich? Everything related <laughs> to Sloppy Joe's. Okay. Because I remember... Whenever freaking Osmosis Jones came out, my oh, I forgot true. about that. My mom that rented yeah. the movie. We watched, sat down and watched it. We had Sloppy Joe's that night, and of course, the whole freaking movie. Bob or uh, Bill Murray is getting ready to like blow chunks. Yep. As this as oh, e- Ebola as, as, exactly as this <laughs> na- nasty meat is not digesting well in my stomach. Or isn't so, it isn't it anthrax? Was it? I can't remember. Well, the is monkey it? ate the egg, and then the egg he ate, and then I just it was something remember in a monkey. The villain's name was like Thrax or something like that. I thought. Oh. And then he was like, he was all like, "How did a monkey get anthrax?" I don't know. How do monkeys get Ebola? <laughs> it's. Oof. You have no idea. But Breathe. the moral of that story is, or not really the moral, just the ending to the story. Mm-hmm. I, did I, t- I talked about this on an earlier episode? Didn't I? Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. I barely I pay attention know. to these. I know. <laughs> and <laughs> so eventually, as we as you got. Further into the movie, Bill Murray is getting more like, you know, freaking yeah. out because of this stuff's going on the inside of his body. Mm-hmm. I ran to the bathroom and just vomited up my entire Sloppy Joe. And you know when you get like food poisoning or you, you know, you get sick from eating a food and you just never want to eat it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Sloppy Joe's for me. Usually like throwing up, if you feel sick, is like a release, like you feel better. Like yeah. as an adult, yeah, but now, it wasn't... that's how you feel like as a kid, I was terrified of throwing up. Right. Like I saw that as like, you're a horrible person to the point where like, mom, I gotta get sick. And then I threw up from the second floor and then it exploded on the first floor all of them over my kitchen. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did, yeah. I was like, mom, I think I'm gonna get sick. And she was like in the den, like kind of. <laughs> She's just like, like getting showered by uh, your body. No, she like, I'm like, mom, mom, I think I'm gonna throw up. And like, I, I did that once and I threw up on her in her room because I didn't, like, I was like, mom, I gotta get sick. <laughs> Is that, like, is, that, is that one of those like waking them up in the middle of the yeah, night? Yeah, she like woke up and I'm they're just already, throwing up on her. They're already terrified. Yeah. I did that all the time because I had bad asthma as a kid. Yeah. And so I, I like I don't want to wake them up like too severely. 
but just... then I would creep them out because they just it was always my mom too. But it would, she she would just hear this, <laughs> and I'm sure and it was always oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I um I called down to her. I was like, Mom, Mom, I'm gonna get sick, and. I like I started throwing up and like it's you're doing multiple takes like yeah. you're throwing up multiple <laughs> yeah. and like I I hit the first thing and it just the wood floor just exploded oh, and it was like probably a twenty foot radius oh wow. my gosh this is and disgusting. like a forty foot circumference it was from the front door to the like um, where our stove is yeah like, wow. a full on explosion and like. Then, like, the second hit the ground, she thought I was dropping pens. So she comes over and just sees this war zone of this (laughs) explosion. She's like, go to the bathroom. Like, what the hell are you doing? And I go to the bathroom, and by that time, I'm like, I have one more take, and I'm good. And she's just like, I mean, with wood floors, there's grooves in between each one. And she had to clean off all the walls underneath the fridge and like every crack in our wood floor. (laughs) She's probably like, God, why did I have that mistake of a human being? (laughs) That's disgusting. Um, So yeah, in terms of food, I (laughs) in terms of food, I want to eat. I would just say um, like authentic Japanese ramen. Oh, nice. Like go to Japan and have ramen. I have not had that yet, but Morante is really good. Yeah. That's probably what I'd pick. Um, I do not care to have raw oyster again. Ooh. Oh, I did that. I did that one because I'm. I'll taste it as long as it's not something just like. Oh no, that's gonna make me sick for sure. Um, so like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll taste it, and it's just what they call fishy flavor, just intensified. Yeah, yeah. it's just a giant snot on a rock. Okay. Um, <laughs> Does um, texture not bother you? Because that would be a texture thing for texture, sure. Texture. Afterwards, yeah, texture, it's not something that's going to bring me back, but it's the texture didn't necessarily gross me out, uh, per se. Because um, even like you're saying liver, I'm like, mm, liver and onions, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really grainy, like, yeah. you per have se. to put, I think, lime or, or lemon something. on it. Yeah. yeah, I like chicken liver. Chicken liver's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just had beef. Beef. And then we had oh. intestines, which is surprisingly chewy. Nice. What, what, <laughs> what do you want? That bird was both the beer that I was drinking, but also, like, I'm going to get sick because we're talking about beef uh, liver and yeah. beer liver. And um, food-wise, I, I really enjoy sushi and the... What do you mean food-wise? Is there a sec- second category you're like, no. hmm, what else would I want to eat? Like, <laughs> I would love to eat some bark. <laughs> some <Like>. bark. <laughs> Just go um, up to a tree and go ham. What like, else in nature can I consume? Yeah. But that, um, there's that Netflix documentary, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen that where he's like an artisan like people sign up a year or so in advance to go like he's got he gets the freshest stuff and it's all about it and just anytime i've seen it i'm like oh that looks good nice mm-hmm. so okay so something like really really fresh high end so what type of sushi is it the type where you have rice and then a fillet of yeah. like a meat not like the rolls itself. yeah he doesn't he doesn't make a maki he makes a can't remember what the term is for the one on top yeah yeah nice where you, where the you salmon dip, ones are really good. Yeah, where you dip the fish in the soy sauce, you mm-hmm. don't get the rice in there, and then you just, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm hungry for sushi. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of sushi places open at 1241 <laughs> in the morning, Ryan. Yeah, that's uh, very true. All right, hopefully we can wrap this up in the next, you know, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Anyways, um, and I can say as many or less of these. I have one, two, three, and four left. Travis, how many do you have? Um, I have three silly ones, and then I have some longer ones but i'm looking at these and we could probably just do one okay, okay. so so for each 
Uh, that sounds like a lot. We'll just go we, and we can see trim it down. Maybe like two each. Yeah, a couple a couple of the silly ones don't have to be done. All right, let's do two each. Two each. Would you rather exclusively play Sony properties or Nintendo properties for the remainder of your life? This includes current, previous, and all future titles. Sony. Hmm. If you look at the single player stories when it comes to like <laughs> God of War, Bloodborne, mm-hmm. all their exclusives are amazing. Yeah. When you you look at Nintendo, I mean besides Breath of the Wild, yeah, which is amazing. Their single player stories are kind of like Mario, which you kind of know mm-hmm. what you're gonna get when it comes to like Horizon, yeah, and that kind of stuff. It's so much more expansive, and then they have the hardware to support the software, mm-hmm. opposed to Nintendo, which is the software that. It, doesn't have the hardware to back it yeah. up yeah before before i played god of war and a lot of other these the ps4 titles i probably would have been nintendo just to be like well i gotta play the next zelda play the next yeah. metroid um but realistically yeah looking comparing the two it's just gonna be another zelda it's gonna be another metroid and yeah the ips are not as diverse and whereas yeah on sony there's much more potential for just something unique to come out of there yeah yeah, I think for me, if you asked me this question during the PS3, uh, Xbox 360, Wii generation, I would have, without a doubt, uh, no hesitation, said Nintendo. But I think they've just really come into their own. Actually, just recently announced, hot off the presses, the PS4 has sold just under 100 million units, mm-hmm. which is yeah. unfreaking believable, considering I would go on record to say that by the end of this year, Switch will easily outsell Xbox One. Yeah. Cumulatively, not just this year. I mean, they've already done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think cumulatively, they, they will have outsold the Xbox One. And uh, yeah, so I mean, the games that I've played this generation have completely broadened my horizon. I've experienced games this generation that I never would have on a Nintendo console, particularly, and I guess we have Dark Souls 1 now on Switch, but uh, just Bloodborne in the Dark Souls series that I've completely am in love with. I mean, I have played 3, 1, and 2 for at least five hours each game in the past week. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm completely enamored with that series. Not even getting into the Uncharted's and the eventual God of Wars and Horizons and uh, your Dishonored's and some of your third-party titles that I've just completely fallen in love with. The Wolfenstein games, which mm-hmm. I guess some of those are making their way to Switch now too. But uh, but yeah, no. I don't want to belabor the point. For sure, Sony. Well, then Sony... I like Sony's approach with, like, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And when they ask, hey, can we have some more money? And their approach is not, why? It's, mm-hmm. will this make it better? Yeah. And they said, yeah. And ultimately, Spider-Man oh, was yeah. an amazing game. Oh, yeah. And I have full confidence that over those, um, like, 100 million copies of PS4 sold, they're going to reinvest in the new technology. Yeah. No, absolutely. And they have those funds to make it, what, 15-second mm-hmm. load time to 0.8 second load time mm-hmm. for Spider-Man, which is... That's crazy. That's reinvesting in R&D. Yeah. Which is good to see for a thriving company. Yeah, and the last point I'll say is I don't want to just hone in on the PS4. I mean, the PS2 is and always has been and probably forever will be my favorite video game console of all time. I mean, I'm still... This entire box here is dedicated to... 80% PS2 games because we're getting ready to move and I'm still finding out it's like a two foot by two foot by half a foot box thanks for the dimensions there well you pointed at it and it's hard to visualize yeah. <laughs> for the listeners yeah. via there's a lot of box there's a lot of games in there and I'm still finding new games up in the PS2 and experience so not to mention the PS1 PS3 I won't really go back to a whole lot but one and two great systems to collect for even now mm-hmm. so yeah. cool uh, Travis go ahead 
Um, when it comes to comedy, do you prefer sarcasm or really silly? Sarcasm. For sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Silly, I, I like highbrow humor, something that mm-hmm. makes you think. Mm-hmm. I mean, Archer's kind of lowbrow, but also Archer has references that I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to actually look this up mm-hmm. to make it hilarious. And that kind of humor that is intelligent and sarcastic and super dry. Mm-hmm. Like, generally funny people are associated with intelligence because mm-hmm. you have to think back on witty comments and yeah. the dryness allows you to put multiple different topics together. Mm-hmm. Um, silly. I mean, if you're having the humor of maybe like a, an elementary schooler, mm-hmm. which is I, what I see as silly. It doesn't yeah. really take much growth no. as a person. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think for me, you know, if I watch Tommy boy with my dad, which is one of the greatest comedies in my opinion, uh, I can laugh hysterically, he'll laugh hysterically, but if I watch what anyone would consider the greatest episode of The Office from a, a comedy standpoint, he'd probably fall asleep. Hmm. But I can watch both and absolutely love and find the humor and just hilariousness of each of those two things. So, mm-hmm. um, But but all that to say, I'm more the, sar- the sarcasm side. Yeah. So. What's Rick and Morty? Is that silly or is that sarcasm? I would say that's it's more... Both. That one seems like I haven't actually watched it. Okay. I have to, but it, I think it seems like one. it'd be more. Seems a little more intelligent, not like the more sarcasm. And yeah. it's not. It's not, um, you know, uh, an Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell. No, 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 just, no. Yeah, like like a thing. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so I'll do one more. Um, okay, we'll do this one. Would you rather know all the secrets of space? Or know all the secrets of the ocean. Oh, tough. Ocean. I think so too. I, I this the ocean. Mm-hmm. We've explored so much more of it than we have space, but mm-hmm. we still don't know like anything. Yeah. I think for me, ocean, just because I don't think anyone else is ever really going to invest that much time and effort and money into further exploring the ocean. Um, whereas. For the most part, space exploration, at least the physics of it, is still going on. Um, they're, I mean, they're not, as I've, as I've heard said, they're not going to like do any large exploration expeditions. The only reason for that would be if some other country says they're going to do it, and then we got to beat them. That's, what, <laughs> that's, why, that's why we landed on the moon, why yes, we're not going thanks, back. Thanks, Soviet Union. <laughs> but as far as the ocean, just the, the idea that, what do they say, 5% of it we're aware of? Yeah, it's just the fact that there's parts of the of our planet where we're like, oh, it's such a huge area. What's down there? Like, yeah, it, it always fascinates me. Besides when I... Cthulhu, yeah. <laughs> we could only yes. hope. We yeah. hope. I, I would actually go with space. Mm-hmm. I figured. Um, I I can see the ocean, and there's definitely an intrigue to that because mm-hmm. we actually can physically touch whatever's discovered. Yeah. Um, unless it's in what the Mariana Trench, which yeah. is you'll get crushed. Mm-hmm. But I think space has the potential to be so much more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even looking at the craziness that we already know about, yeah, and putting it closer because everything really cool is so far away. Mm-hmm. So seeing what is out there because we are so ins- insignificant, mm-hmm. like we're pretty much worthless when it comes <laughs> to everything. Uh-huh. So. Um, I would love to see what's out there because we'll never see it. I mean, Mm -hmm. eventually there will be no stars in the sky because they've drifted with the expansion of space, which sucks, 
Mm-hmm. Or we're going to see what the Andromeda galaxy collide with our galaxy. Yeah. Like, that would be cool, but we're all going to be dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. all the stuff that I wish I could see mm-hmm. is so far off that mm-hmm. understanding what, I mean, humanity before it's killed off or we kill ourselves off yeah. would be awesome to know. Mm-hmm. Like, what's on the opposite side of a black hole? Yeah. Is it a white hole? Mm-hmm. Is it like a purple hole? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. or is it just endless crunching of matter and ripping it apart? Yeah. Like that kind of the theoretical meeting the actual would be mm-hmm. awesome. Sorry, what I think about my head just exploded a few times over. Uh, no, I would give you guys full reins to sit here and talk about space for two hours. It actually would probably be very interesting, certainly for me to edit and listen to. But uh, I think the listeners would enjoy it too. Yeah. But I think for me, I would say the ocean as well, just because. I always go absolutely nuts when I pull up Internet Explorer and I cert- I get a new tab open on my work computer and there's like all these latest articles going on. Barracudas. No, a lot more interesting <laughs> than that. And they, they say something along the lines of like new unidentified creature shows up on the shore of Japan. Don't yeah. just just let me tell my story. Is this <laughs> swimming Bigfoot? Who knows? <laughs> this is what happens all the time. Now you get to visualize it. Yeah. So like I start telling a story and Ryan's just like sitting here like, Going he starts around. chuckling because he he's thinking of a story that he wants to tell or crack some stupid joke and it's like i have to say no no let me finish my freaking story but uh yeah i would definitely say the ocean so i kind of want to see that like was that not wookie movie where it's it's like a claymation movie with um not hugh hefner um the guy who played wolverine Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. The Bigfoot one? Yeah, the Bigfoot yeah. one. I want to see that. That's uh, Leica Studios. They did um, Coraline and Cubo yeah. and the Two Scouts. It actually looks pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking him swimming through the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. As we do. Do you have one more, Travis? Is that what yeah. it is? Are you going to do um, a long one? Or? Let's do it. This one, yeah, it's a deeper one. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to think about this, really. Yeah. And I can, while you're thinking mine, um, I've got a lot, I guess I could say, because I, I work in primarily geriatrics, so I get all these old people telling me different things. But the, I think the one that's always stuck with me the most is I worked with this retired judge. Um, one day she was just talking about life and how people stress. And her words were, people stress out way too much because they, they have this idea that they have control over so many different choices and they're always afraid they're going to mess up choices. And she said, we really only have a couple real actual decisions to make. The rest of life just happens and you fold into it. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. I think for me, Ryan, if you don't mind, I'll know what you're yeah. thinking. So I had this really out there, kind of bizarre just an odd character of an accounting professor in college. One of my favorites though, just because he had the greatest life experiences, both in the professional world and personally. And at the end of every semester, cause I had him three or four times cause in my master's program, he was one of the lead professors in that program. So I, I had him again for a few courses and he always did this PowerPoint slideshow called the life according to me. And he always had these really timely great jokes but he also had a lot of practical advice for us and especially in the master's program you know as we are being sent off into the professional corporate world how are we going to respond to that Mm -hmm. and one of the things that's always 
stuck with me because I'm someone that very often gets caught up in the insecurity of comparison in the corporate world and even myself just personally. He said, don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses. The Joneses don't care. Hmm. And it was really just this this attitude, this mindset to like be your own person and don't worry about what, whatever else happens because mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. And really kind of what you're... Yeah. old person said yeah mm-hmm. and i think is sage <laughs> people always say i think whoever you talk to the older they get the less they care about other people what they think i mean i was just in this um all day training on tuesday and this guy his name is rex super cool guy he's done a number of trainings that are, are uh at my job he was a clone yes he was he was part of the clone wars yeah <laughs> um really tight with ahsoka mm-hmm. but anyways he, he always puts one of those like weird looking things yeah he's always been someone that i really just enjoyed listening to because he, again, has a lot of practical advice. And one of the things that he said is that he's 50 now and he really just doesn't really care what other people think about him. He's very secure in who he is. He's very proud of the person he's become. And I hope, like, first of all, I hope I freaking live to 50 years old. But to be able to be at that spot and just be so satisfied with where you're at, you know, I think it's so important. So I guess one of mine... um, was life is a bunch of hopping from plan B to plan B, which kind mm. of follows the same kind of thing as yours. And yeah. life happens and you're just a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like you ultimately don't have any control. Mm-hmm. Life happens to you, not by you. Um, but I, I really like the one that stress is a decision that you make, mm. allowing yourself to be stressed. Mm. And pretty much since that point, I don't really get stressed out that much at all. Um, because ultimately, what are the all repercussions of not doing well on a presentation? Like, yeah. they, they're insignificant in the long run. Like, there's no real point stressing out what someone thinks. And mm-hmm. if you allow someone to stress you out, that gives them power over you. Yeah. And ultimately, they don't deserve that power. They haven't earned it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, stress is the decision that... I mean, some people are more predisposed to that kind of thinking, but mm-hmm. ultimately you th- allow stress to happen. Yeah. So that's how I go about it, and it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Always bring up the deep subjects here in the Talk Here Brothers, especially when they come from executive producer the show, Travis. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a, it's a wrap, guys. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, prepare for our awesome endgame discussion mm-hmm. that we're about to have. So yeah. spoilers. Yeah, so I think you know the first few minutes we have an unspoiled section for you guys, yeah. just giving kind of a high overview of what we thought of the movie, and then we get into full-on spoilers, and I do make sure to say when we're getting to spoiler territory. So yeah. please enjoy that. We're going to break here in the episode. Travis, thanks for coming up with all the would-you-rather questions. Oh, no problem. And all the uh, really deep thinking questions that I'm sure the listeners are questioning everything about their lives right now. <laughs> so, all right, good stuff. Enjoy the Avengers Endgame discussion. See ya. The beast of victory. The fuck do we just watch, gentlemen? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. That was insane. Crazy. Oh my gosh. So... If you had to put it in like one sentence, just a couple of words, how would you describe your impression of this movie? Perfect. Absolutely wrapped everything up. Yeah, I don't think they could have tied a nice little bow on these 22 movies that we've seen over the past, what is it, 10 years now, 11 years now that we've seen? Yeah. So, um... I like that they made reference to it, Mm -hmm. even saying 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as plot development goes, 
it was flawless. Like I cannot think of one instant that I had a problem with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there were a couple parts where I went, mm, I wonder how that's going to play out in the future. But now thinking about it, I I can totally see how they're playing everything out and yeah. explaining everything. <clears throat> yeah, no, definitely. And I think one of the things that I liked most about it, like I think the Avengers movies and really all the Marvel movies have incorporated humor really well. But it was unbelievably well done in this movie. I mean, yeah. almost every scene I was laughing. Oh, yeah. Other than, like, you know, the tearjerker moments. I mean, there was... And there were a lot of tearjerker moments. Oh, there yes. were, but I mean... <laughs> Absolutely. There like, was... Like, sniffly guy behind us. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to, like, echo that. Oh, yeah, there were a lot of people crying. You could tell. Oh, yeah. A lot of people sniffling mm-hmm. um, the latter half of the film, oh, yeah. for sure. But we won't get into spoiler territory yet. I will just kind of preface that by saying that right now we're kind of just doing light impressions, overall general thoughts right out of the film. Um, to let people know, so we actually saw this movie 20 minutes ago, we got out of the theater and we made an effort to not say anything about it after walking out, uh, on our way home, just listening to some tunes and, uh, yeah, so we're co- recording this raw right now. And, um, yeah, so originally I actually was going to, I ordered tickets, uh, I was going to order them through Fandango, but of course the site crashed and it was like going to be a two and a half hour wait to get tickets and so I went on uh, a local theater that's kind of closer to us, a little cheaper. It used to be a dollar theater back in the day. Yeah, nice. Then they put leather seats and they needed to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little bit uh, Sounds about right. higher class. You can actually order beer. They have a, a bar there, which is just really bizarre. But anyways, there was no beer drinking. Like 12 bucks a beer. During this three-hour oh, sure. epic. Probably, um, yeah. Yeah, so I went, I went and saw Pet Cemetery two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. I was there. like, I was hungry, and I, was, I wanted something to snack on, especially during this movie. And so I grabbed a box of Mike and Ike's because that's my go-to candy. Mm-hmm. Four and a half freaking dollars. Wow. That's, yeah. You yeah. could buy four you and a half. You take a loan out for mm-hmm. some of the yeah. food trips. It's... We get, the other one, the uh, AMC has, mm. um, what is it, curly fries? Yeah. Really? Oh. I gotta, there's an, there's an AMC near me, Yeah. but it's kind of a hike, so I don't go there too often, but I'll have to check it out. But curly fries, I'm, like oh. Arby's curly yeah. fries in a movie. Nice. Yeah. Why not? So what I was going to say is I ordered tickets for this movie, must have been almost a month ago now, and I bought three tickets, naturally, for Ryan, myself, and Lauren, my wife, and I texted you guys, letting you know that, hey, I bought tickets for Friday night, 7 o'clock, and Lauren's like, I'm flying out to Boston to visit a friend, and so I was like, balls, okay, <laughs> and so I was thinking, who are we going to ask, and Lauren was like, your dad, maybe, I'm like, I'm not wasting a seat on your dad, like, I, I love your dad, <laughs> But he he's, has not seen them he's all. seen like 25% of these movies, maybe. Um, yeah. And I was like, I wonder if Travis can make the trek down. And fortunately enough, you have friends down here mm-hmm. and uh, you were able to make it. Yeah. So, worked out really well. You guys keep talking. I'm like really nervous because executive producer of the show is on right now. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm like shivering. So I'm, no, no, no. I'm going to get a jacket, Ryan. Well, it's because you just changed into shorts. Yeah, you have, you have full <laughs> range. kind of chill here. You thought that out as well as you did the tickets. It's 64 degrees in the apartment. <laughs> Uh, I've never worn these. Well, I have headphones on now. I'll oh, this say is weird. Uh, I'm taking these off. I'll say I uh, never once crossed my mind how much time was passing. Like no, not at all. Like, like a, yeah, nuts. Like I last movie I saw that was that long was Return of the King, and in that one I was checking my watch and saying, okay, when, is there a spot where I can use the bathroom? Yeah. Can I get out of here? And this it just flew by. I didn't even... At the beginning, I was, like, super paranoid. We went to the bathroom, like, right a minute before the commercial started. 
And then, like, they got through the commercials. By the end, I'm like, I'm starting to feel, like, another, like, build up. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. I'm going to be, like, <laughs> midway through. Someone, like, yeah. shit's hitting the fan. And, like, then the, the movie started, the plot started happening. The opening kind mm-hmm. of two minutes of yeah. plot. And I didn't think about it the rest of the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it worked. I had pee anxiety at first. Yeah. And then it went well, and then my feet started cramping up from not drinking water all day, and I knew I was in a good place to make it for the rest of the movie. Three Charlie horses later. Yep. Unfortunately for me, I I very much like you guys was going to the restroom multiple times before we walked into the theater, and about an hour into the movie, I felt it, and so for the next two hours, I still felt it, and it got progressively worse, but it wasn't as bad as last weekend when I had two beers going onto my plane and it turned into a five and a half hour flight, yeah. but, but no, it was great, and I think... Unlike Infinity War, I wouldn't say there was a slow grind because I was never at, at one point bored or Mm-mm. wondering where we were getting at with the story. I just felt like it was such a natural, seamless progression from the, I would say there's like a first half, second half, or a, the third, like there's three parts to this movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I felt like each third was very seamless in transitioning from one point to the next. I was surprised how quickly they got into it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, hey, let's draw out, do some plot, like, reminisce. Mm -hmm. It was, hey, here's our countermeasure. Let's enact our plan. Right. And then they went right into it, and Mm -hmm. then it was all the nostalgia, and then it was shit like, oh, crap, twists and stuff, and then the end finale for, like, Mm -hmm. however amount of time. It was about an hour. Yeah, 45 minutes is probably more accurate Mm -hmm. uh, timestamp there, but it was just non-stop action just oh, yeah. crazy uh and yeah like you said jokes as well like, oh yeah all of them hit mm-hmm. very well well even chris hemsworth is the new best comedian yeah. in the lineup yeah oh my gosh no absolutely <laughs> especially with chris pratt absent for most of the movie yeah um i honestly don't find him as funny anymore since he lost all the weight i don't know why really that yeah. people are hilarious and which that's like makes chris. yeah uh well see i never watched parks and rec so I didn't have as much of an attachment to him. Yeah. So seeing him in Guardians of the Galaxy was really fresh for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's the humor that I kind of got attached to. Right. But, but yeah, Parks and Rec fat version of him is really like kind of stupid humor. You're right. like, yeah. But he's got that look at the camera a certain way and you laugh. Like there's yeah. that level of funny and now it's he has to work for it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's but fair. now you just admire his face and his True. body. The and you lust after him and then you can laugh because you want him. And his body. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the vibe I get, but I mean, <laughs> the things Brian thinks you get about off. at night. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Scrolling through my Chris Pet, like, well, you, we were, you were going to show me some <laughs> picture of, yeah. of chickens on your Instagram phone because apparently you can log or archive. Yeah, you flag it. Instagram posts. I don't yeah. do that. But you had a whole what? catalog of half naked men on your phone, and <laughs> that was aspirations. Well, did you, I sent you a Brazilian male stripper this week. <laughs> yeah, you did send me that. And, and I, I watched, sent it to one of my coworkers, and she loved it. And I watched that <laughs> at work. Did you? Thankfully, it was on my phone, but... Wasn't it great? I mean, The meme was amazing. Lauren was like, this is awesome. I wasn't... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, like, getting off to it like you kind of were, but it, oh. it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. But let's, let's dive right in. We've got eight minutes of, you know... Fluff. Let's dig into the the real meat of this experience. Like spoilery, even. Oh yeah. Okay. Spoil. Spoil. Spoils. Fat fucking Thor was the best. Oh, that Lord. was so good. Oh, that was. I'm someone who will tread into spoiler territory for a while, heading up to it. I yeah. figure, what if I kick the bucket before the movie comes out? I've been waiting a year. Let me. And that was something that popped up 
a while ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's ah, too good to be true. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, it was so good. <laughs> no, and I felt the same way because I, of course, have a coworker that reads stuff on the parts of the internet don't, that no one is supposed to go to, and he comes over to my desk whenever he finds this type of information, and he was just relaying all this stuff to me, and I'm thankful that a lot of the stuff that, I would say about 60% of it was correct, mm-hmm. but there was a 40% chunk that was, com- chunk that was completely wrong. Like, mm. he said Rhodey was supposed to die. Hmm, okay. And of course, he never died. Yeah. Um, which I feel like his death would have been kind of unnecessary. Rhodey gets they a already, shield. They already took his. Wait, Rhodey isn't Rhodey um in the other Don Cheadle? He, is he, yeah, he's a war machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they already took his legs. I mean. Yeah. So I just felt like that would have been really odd. <laughs> That'd be cruel. But uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I just love how they go back in time and relive memory lane of all the past major events, mm-hmm. like the storm on New York. With oh yeah. To get, I mean, so essentially to get different stones, they go back in time mm-hmm. and the basically relive not every, all 23 movies, but the key events that are super iconic and it's mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I, that was really cool just because Avengers 1 came out, what, 2012 or something oh, like yeah. that? And so to go back in seven freaking years ago, I mean, I just started mm-hmm. college when wow. I saw that movie. So to put yourself back in that moment, and for it to seem so natural, like right, yeah. organic, like it did mm-hmm. not seem like, ah, uh, this just kind of doesn't oh, yeah. feel right. And how you saw some of the stuff that you didn't see in that movie, yeah. like Hulk just going ham on this dude and jumping yep. on a car and just crushing him into the ground was so oh. good. <laughs> it was so good when it stormed down and you see the Avengers pan around the first time and yeah. they were all kind of united. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I got chills. Mm-hmm. And then they got into like, did we really look like that kind of thing? Like, yeah. that was us. Look at us as kids. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. Man. And then, of course, a lot of times, or not a lot of times, a few moments where the characters met themselves in the past. Mm-hmm. And when Cap met him, and the Cap from the past said, uh, Loki, he's on like level whatever. And Cap's like, no, 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 no. I'm not Loki. I'm actually me. Mm-hmm. And when they fought, that was a cool... Oh, yeah. I like, that's America's ass. That was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. yes. That's it. I love how they have uh, Cap uh, cursing in this movie to kind of show how downtrodden he's become. Like, yep. uh, he doesn't give a crap anymore. Yep. Or Hail Hydra in the yeah, elevator. That was, that was great. amazing. Because in the original great. movie, he beats the crap out of them, right? Yeah. In Winter Soldier. Because like, they don't like know. Later. They don't yeah. know that he's at. That's actually. I'm like, is mm-hmm. he going to do another elevator scene? Like yeah. that's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then everyone was super up in arms when in mm-hmm. the comics they said Hail Hydra or like Captain America said Hail Hydra. Right. So them saying Hail Hydra in this, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was great. It was really cool. Oh, I'm getting mm-hmm. wet. Okay. I was so thrilled by that. And he just walks off like smug as shit. Like, yeah. oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What other moments? What do you guys what's bouncing um, around your brain? The only the, really the only negative I had for the movie was Hawkeye's freaking haircut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> like like I mean, like, he I comes that's the worst. He thing. comes back from Japan and it's like Dude, you, you didn't even shave it. He's got like, like a turn- Brad Pitt kind of <laughs> right. like from Fury. That from Fury, right. like yeah. it's an undercut that went too far. Yeah, was it your barber was just starting out. Yeah, that was a little weird. Hey, I mean, if I watched my my wife and three kids dissolve, yeah, I would probably get a shitty haircut too. True. Yeah, I just shave it off. What's the point? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, fair. That, that's a lot of maintenance there. Yeah. Run on the run. Yeah. I like the reunion between... Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no. I was going to say, that is something I like, how the movie does open with 
okay, here's the emotional ramifications immediately of what we just saw. There was no pause. I mean, no. we went from the Star Wars trailer was the last trailer we saw. Mm-hmm. There was a little um, Cinemark thing that was getting mm-hmm. basically advertising food and drinks. Right. Mm-hmm. And it broke for like a half a second and boom, we were mm-hmm. with Hawkeye and his family and he was teaching his daughter how to shoot arrows. Yeah. There was no, we had no prep for that. No. And... No. I didn't know we started the movie because it zooms up on the tip of the arrow and then it kind of folds back to him. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, I guess we're in. Right? Yeah, we're Let starting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Freaks and Geeks girl, that was his oh. wife. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't his daughter looked familiar to me. Like, I got to look her up. Okay. But, but you know what? No, that's why because I've never seen Freaks and Geeks. Really? No. It's oh, my gosh. I have no what you're talking about. We actually was, watched um, it as part of like my sociology class or something like that It was old Seth Rogen and um, Franco, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, James Franco. Franco. Yeah, he's a little bit out there. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a great show. Actually, was Your only... Highness was a good one. Did you see that one? one? season. Oh, okay. It's another Jim, James Franco. Mm-mm. Where it's all like making fun of the medieval genre and it's Your Highness. and they Actually, Tywin Lannister actually plays the king. Charles in Dance? The, yeah. Nice. Hmm. And they just all about getting high and going on a quest. That's most James Franco <laughs> and Seth, <laughs> Seth Rogen right. movies. Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. It's actually really good. I'm trying to think of some other uh, moments. I think just kind of when they recognized that they were going to do this, they were going to really try and find a way to break time travel, go back in time, get the stones, and defeat Thanos. Yeah. Just, Tony Stark and his daughter? Yeah, just going from each that, character. I, I didn't address that. Well, yeah, yeah just, I, almost lo- I almost lost it a couple times on there. Yeah. With, yeah, the, whole, like, with the whole father-daughter. Your daughter is adorable. Oh, so like, and, I was, really? and I'm, like, I'm like, oh, shoot. She's about the same age, too. That girl's probably four. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, what, was your, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that? When he went out to the tent, do you think he was talking to a dog? What did you think he was talking to? As soon to? as I saw the tiny little chair, I was like, oh, he's got a kid. Yeah. And yeah. then the daughter came out, and I was like, oh, he's got a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be good for what this is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole the whole should, should we just should we just blow it the whole oh yeah I mean we're, we're the in whole territory. sacrificial Tony gives it up for everybody mm-hmm. you know knowing he's finally gotten his happy ending and he's the one who gives it up yeah and that's just oh what a beautiful moment when he went back with Cap in time yeah and he met his father I didn't get mm-hmm. that you yeah. had like a little subtle mm-hmm. reaction you said oh mm-hmm. and I was like is this his dad is this happening right yeah. now. And that whole interaction was so Because he was super mad at Bucky for killing his dad because, remember, on the video camera? Mm-hmm. So, like, he never got to really meet his dad besides, like, through that table and kind of holograms and stuff. So when he actually got to meet him and, like, talk to him about him later on. Right. I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, right. they had all these little bows and then mm-hmm. they just hand them to you. Yeah. It was, oh. so, it was so great because he walks up to me. He's like, do I know you? And he's like, uh... My name's Howard. <laughs> Howard Potts. Yeah. He's like, oh, Howard Stark, nice to meet you. Yeah. And he starts walking away and he's like, uh, do you want your briefcase here? He's right, like, you're so flustered. Yeah, it was just so, <laughs> oh, it's all so good. And then they walk upstairs or they go up the elevator and just the conversation that they had mm-hmm. when Tony was really just so thankful for what his father did for him, what he, uh, the example that he set for Tony. And just, oh, it was just so wild that the wife was pregnant with Tony at the time, yeah. right? I think that was implied, yeah. 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 And so... Just the dialogue that they had just before he got into his limousine was just so special because he just said, thank you for everything you did for America or whatever. Some well, bullshit. he gave him a hug and had to cover it <laughs> <Yeah>. up. Because <laughs> he was like, why is this guy here? Bail, 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 bail. Re- <laughs> and then he asked his, uh, his driver, have you ever seen that guy and before? Jarvis. Jarvis. It was Jarvis. The, his computer, his AI, his, and it had the same voice. Yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. That's even better. It yeah. was so good. Was You're so gonna, good. We're going to have to rewatch this. Oh, because yeah. Well, it's, I'll have to go again. What's, what's so great about this is... 
for me at least looking back over the rest of the movies and thinking back over every everyone we've been through so far the initial iron man movies haven't necessarily been ones where i'm like yeah i want to sit down and watch og or you know iron man mm-hmm. now i'm like i owe it to the guy i gotta go back yeah. and I watch feel, it. i feel the exact same way especially because i've only seen half of the first iron man and i never bothered with two or three really yeah because at well, the end of the first iron man he goes up to the podium right he says i am iron, 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 iron man yeah Oh well, f that would have made the payoff so yep. much better when he tells Thanos, yep. "I am Iron Man." Yep. Yeah, because he answered. He's a, like, there's a crowd of reporters, and they're like, "Don't tell anyone," kind of thing. And he just because that's his character. He's kind of flamboyant yeah. about everything and kind of out there. He's like, "Screw it, I am Iron Man," kind yeah. of thing. And it was just like, yes, yeah. yeah. like wow. Number two is pretty good. Number three was a little more out there. Um, you've seen three, right? Yeah. Is that who the strange kid? in the back during his funeral I, yeah i was really is that the kid that. from iron man 3 oh i was wondering the same thing because i haven't heard someone remember because he's oh, with the, that the kid mechanic. the mechanic kid is yeah. that the mechanic kid i'm not sure what it was i have no idea who else that would be that's that was something i was thinking i was like yeah. i'm gonna have to research that because that would be a little nod um, i even heard someone in the audience say who is that yeah yeah you know because right. they didn't know yeah no that i mean iron man was iron man 3 was him dealing with the aftermath of new york with like right. ptsd and stuff which is it's I really like getting into the characters as actual people, opposed right. to just their persona as like a mm-hmm. super metal dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and that's him starting to try and do more with the like remote controlled, basically Iron Man suits, yeah. where he doesn't have to go out and necessarily do it as much anymore, and yeah, that kind of thing. So Which question, leads into Ultron. Yeah. Okay. So question for you guys: I didn't quite understand how Tony got the stones mm-hmm. into his gauntlet or his suit. I think it's since his new suit is all nanotechnology. Okay. I think his his just it just morphed him. and grabbed him. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was just a complete slap in the face to mm-hmm. Thanos, and that bullshit comment that he says is "I am inevitable." Like, mm-hmm. get that out of here. Yeah. And then, ah, uh, it it's just amazing. Hit old purple grimace. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like the epitome of smug. Well, just because he thought he was unbeatable. Yeah. He was He was infinite. Like, he just right. was the supreme being. Yeah. And when his whole army starts disappearing, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, how does it feel? Right. I also really liked when they went back to, like, get all the stones and it's showing, like, Peter Quill, like, him singing. It's yep. such an iconic, uh, like, I love that scene. Yeah. He's singing and, like, you get that music and you're like, this is the vibe of the movie. Right. I love this shit. Yeah. And then it cuts to them, like, blue girl and black guy, mm-hmm. and they're like, is this guy an idiot? Like, yeah. this guy's an idiot. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just keeps was... walking, and then she just hits him right in the face with, like, oh, a bar. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And those are, because I was thinking scenes like that, and that's where the whole, since it is a time travel, and have, have either of you two ever seen Primer? Primer. No. It is. It used to be on Netflix. If it's not, find it. It's it's a really low budget movie. I'm looking this up right but now. But a bunch of nerds made it, and it is a movie about time travel, and about how completely effed everything becomes as soon as you start time travel. There are spreadsheets you can find online that go on forever, looking at all of the timelines that eventually pop up in this movie, because it starts cycling on itself. So I was a little worried when. It was like this is going to be time travel. It's like, oh, how are they going to tie this um, up? I was afraid in a logical that they were going to like this movie because this primer had yeah. a seven thousand dollar budget. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like wow. it does, it didn't need it. It's all it's super technical. The first fifteen or twenty minutes, a, a friend had recommended to me. And he's like, stick with it. 
So I watched the first 15 or 20 minutes and I'm like, oh, it's a bunch of dorks sitting around a table just talking stuff I don't really understand. And then all of a sudden the plot kicks in yeah. and then you're just on for the ride and going, what is going on? And it's nice. just, it really just shows you as soon as that's possible and you begin it, how everything's just a mess. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, they interacted a lot, which was what yeah. I was thinking about the entire time. Was they were interacting a lot with them? Pa- their past, like Captain yeah. America, literally fights himself. I'm yeah. like, that's fucking up a timeline somehow. Yeah. Tony with his dad, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. And I figure, like, the Tony with his dad doesn't really matter. Like the the Cap fighting himself touches him with Loki's scepter, so that's the Mind Stone. Yeah. So he probably wiped his memory. Mm. So I wonder because so, he said Bucky's still alive, right? So he had to have wiped that. Um, I figure that's how they could probably explain Quill knocking him out. Like th- that didn't happen. And if if the Captain plan is America. to go back and put the stone back, yeah, he could have come back and smacked him with the the Captain America saying "Hail Hydra." Yeah, that one in the past is screwed. Yeah, like he's like, so remember that time we were like Hydra mm-hmm. together? You're like, wait, you're yeah. Hydra? Yeah, and then he gets shanked. Right. Although I suppose he could also go back just before they went back before mm-hmm. and that's where things get twisty because if you go if you you land there's gonna be three of yourself yeah <laughs> and, and then it just starts piling up i wondered how does thanos then fit into that if thanos got killed and then his past self comes and gets killed again that's what i'm, I'm gonna be interested to have to look into because well, it's his past self that came to in, the future but he's still old half burned but, self is still in the garden right so there's a there has to be a split somehow some sort of fragmented timeline that's already occurred for him to exist and die twice right i don't know because what's her face died and the other one didn't well the divergence would be when he learned that she when she got the message from the future okay right because that's the split of him instead of going after like quill one yeah he went into oh shit people are from the future and then it diverted the path true so in a way i mean that could be interesting i've never had a problem I guess I wouldn't have a problem if some of those divergent timelines exist. That just gives Marvel Marvel more, you know, like they have that whole what if universe, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I think I heard they're going to do for Disney Plus when they do their streaming. They're going to do some what if stuff. There. I'm really worried that Disney Plus is going to start burning this Marvel cinematic universe into the ground. Yeah. As long as they stay away from the major stuff, mm-hmm. like there's still a main 23 mm-hmm. movies and then the second arc of right. Phase 4. If yeah. they do like little spinoff, I mean, yeah. you have cartoons of all the DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, and like, in a way, even like Daredevil, Iron Fist, stuff like that, like it, it quote unquote exists, but the movies pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, like, yeah. the shows pretend the movie exists, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. That's um, fair. But and in, Daredevil's in a, really good. It's oh, it's so good. Um, but in a way, I guess they've had. We just, I think, the new Spider-Man ends Phase Three. I read. Okay. It, yeah. ta- it supposedly takes place right after this one. Um, and in a way, if they've carried us this long for phase three and they, they've had phase four, quote unquote, planned already, it's going to be fine. <laughs> so if, so Guardians of the Galaxy 3, yeah. are you guessing Thor's going to be in there? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That's so good. Because they're going to go after Adam, Adam Warlock. Yeah, probably. Which will be awesome. And mm-hmm. they, he he's super powerful. And Quill's going after past Gamora, who is now in the future. So she is a new Gamora from a different timeline in this timeline. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Now, I want to bring... Go ahead. What are you going to say? It's just mind-boggling. Yeah, I know. Talking about time travel. I know. It gets, well, it gets murky. What, what, I was yeah. getting serious, and maybe I'm the only person. I was getting serious 
Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban vibes watching this movie, particularly yes. the scene where they went back to 2012 to the original Avengers mm-hmm. and Tony Stark flew into the building where they were interrogating Loki in the, yeah. sense they, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And Tony has Ant-Man on his shoulder because they're going to try and get the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. And he says, Kat, the one thing I regret making your suit was not accentuating your ass more. Yeah. And, uh, and then Ant-Man just says, that's America's ass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was just yeah. so good. And then it comes full circle when he beats himself up, himself up, his past self, literally three to five seconds silence, just staring at himself, and he's like, "That's America's ass." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and he didn't even hear Ant Man. That's just him, like yep. looking at himself, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's mine." No, yeah. that's true. Hell yeah, squats for days. Yeah, yeah. it was so perfect. <laughs> Now, uh. On the cat, that that is something I'm interested to see how they explain. And it doesn't necessarily need to be explained, but we've got. Captain America, who survived as long as he did because he was frozen. Mm-hmm. We've got Bucky, who survived as long as he did because Hydra gave him basically the serum. Mm-hmm. But he's still a young dude. So how is Cap aged? Like, did he, like, is there some, for him to have aged as well? Like, he's about the same age as... What serum did they give him? The same one that they gave to Cap or the one that they gave to, uh, what's his face? The dude who died in the first one and then came back as like a Kree hybrid. Oh, because you have Agents of Shield stuff where you okay. get into they gave him Cree stuff. Okay, that Cree blood is like your yeah. OP, right? As a human. So, and I'm sure they'll probably explain it that way. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, oh, he's old, and I was like, good for him. But I'm like, he he aged. I wonder how that happened. The second they sent him back in time, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be gone. Like he's going back for yeah. his wife, and thinking, then they did it. And I was like, and yes. thinking about it when you see thinking about it now, the scene where he, you know he says says goodbye to Falcon. And then he goes and says goodbye to Bucky. Bucky knows. Yeah. Bucky's like, I'm going to miss you. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Bucky knew. Yeah. Already. Mm. And see, that was a moment that I actually had spoiled for me. Uh, I wouldn't completely raw. Yeah. So well, I'm glad I, you did. This was amazing. I'm glad you did. But yeah, for me, when they, they sent him into the past, mm. Bruce Banner starts counting, which is also so mind boggling to me yeah. that they send him back for five seconds and that's mm-hmm. supposed to be... Oh, however yeah. many, however much time. Time is so such a crazy. That's one of my other favorite. Fourth movies. dimension. Uh, Interstellar. Oh my gosh! The, when they're uh, on that water planet for like yeah. five minutes and oh. she ages like forty years or whatever. Don't it is. don't get me started on astrophysics. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that'll be like another five episodes yeah. that we when, need to. When I'm not listening to this, I'm listening to Star Talk. From, well, so. we just have you and Ryan on here to talk <laughs> astrophysics. If you listen, to, it's what Star Talk Radio, or mm. they they have a segment for like an hour on NPR mm. on Sundays. Okay. I'll like have to look for that. One o'clock or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. That one's a really interesting. He also, yeah. um, this is totally rabbit trailing. Uh, Rogan's podcast. He's had DeGrasse Tyson on a couple yeah, times, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he just keeps going on for like two hours. Just the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, he yeah. just goes on for like two hours talking crazy stuff, and your mind's just going. I gotta listen to this again at some point. I need not... to go back to that because I watched the one with uh, Elon Musk, which okay. was just <laughs> ridiculous. Musk, yeah. Oy. There's um, there's a YouTube channel. It's like Space Time, hmm, okay, and it's through CBS, okay, and they just go on these crazy topics yeah. and just break down the physics of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, like my mind's just like, this is awesome. I have no idea what formulas or variables you're talking mm-hmm. about, and they always reference like this person who did this thing. But oh yeah. They're like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I could eventually go into the fifth dimension right. if that's not even possible. <laughs> but, mm. okay, time and space and things. Yes. Um, 
I'd be remiss not to mention Stan Lee's cameo in this yeah, one, that which was great. great. So it was a kind of a when was yeah. it, it was when Cap and uh, Iron Man go back in the, the to past, the seventies, the seventies, yeah. and mm-hmm. the first thing you see is this really slick Cadillac, almost looking car, going super fast, and of course it's Stan Lee with some chick in the make love not peace. Yeah, he screams that. <laughs> so uh, that was good. I like when they get to the battlefield and they're just fighting Thanos. Thanos is just there, mm-hmm. and then. All the portals open up. Or yeah. no, no, Captain America saves Thor by grabbing the hammer, uh, which was foreshadowed in Age of Ultron yep. when it starts moving. I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. And when Fat Thor's in the ground, he's like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Fat Thor, just the fact that they can zoom in on his wool-covered stomach. And it still is like an ab. Yeah, you still see the ab ripples. Right, but it's still just hilarious. Yeah. Just his presence is hilarious. Every now. time they showed like either a side cut or mm-hmm. the front, even the front side just to see his belly, Yep. the whole theater was cackling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so perfect. Which I'll be interested to see now that they've teased him in the Guardians, mm-hmm. but I, I'll have to look into it, but I read yesterday a rumor that, um, I can't remember her name now, who plays Valkyrie. But supposedly Tessa she, Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Apparently, yeah. she said they just Taika Waititi, who did Thor Ragnarok, just pitched Thor four. So really? I, I don't know how the two are. Well, I don't know if she's going to be. Is he going into King Thor? Was King Thor fat? Oh, I don't know. In I, the I, comics, I never because there's like old King Thor. There's mm-hmm. ruined Thor. There's different a million Thors. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't think I ever really read into. I read more into like Spider Man's mythology, mm-hmm. some of the Hulk stuff, but didn't really get into Thor too much. Worldbreaker Hulk. Yeah. There's there's two big of characters that you mm-hmm. can put in. Yeah. I do like Bruce Banner, like just always big. <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. That was so good. Like the first time we saw him, he's like, No, take your goddamn phone. Yep. <laughs> like, he yeah. just chucks yeah. it out of the kids. Yeah, because Mark Mark Ruffalo is just such a genuinely nice dude. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're like, Oh, I like this. We get more <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it started with uh, Thor Ragnarok, where we got those, all those characters able being able to ad lib their own lines. Yeah. So that's where you get a lot of Ruffalo, and you get a lot of Chris Hemsworth just mm-hmm. being themselves. Right, and that's why Ragnarok is so freaking amazing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides, I, so now it goes Endgame, Infinity War, Ragnarok for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I think I would say again, I'd have to watch Infinity War and Ragnarok back to back to to see what I would say. Endgame, I think, is for sure number one. Again, I'm coming off of mm-hmm. all of the... Uh, I still haven't calmed down after seeing it. We just got out of the theater an hour ago. But I think that's definitely number one for me. Mm-hmm. Then probably Ragnarok, then Infinity War. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what about you, Travis? Um, yeah, Endgame definitely caps it off. And then... Oh, caps it off. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh! Look at this guy. Um, Making jokes at 11.09. And I think from there, it probably just kicks my order down a couple notches. So then it would be... Uh, Black Panther and mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Okay. okay, nice. Well, uh, Ryan and I, we probably need to d- digest this a little bit more. No, 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 no. There's still a lot more to talk about. What do you... We missed the entire, like, everyone arranging on the battlefield uh, when Captain America, okay. mm-hmm. Thor, and everyone were screwed. All of, all of Wakanda. Yeah, and then we see just a portal open up. We're like, oh, shit, like, it's going to be Mr. Doctor Strange. And right. then it's Black Panther just walks out. And then, like, a million portals open up. You're like, oh, this is the kind of movie it's going to be. Yep. And then everyone comes together. You're just getting, like, this nerdgasm going <clears throat> up, just building. Yep. And then they all run at each other, like, in, um, what, the first one, Infinity War. Yeah. And you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this oh, was, was so good. Yeah. This was, like, 
Pelinor Fields levels of epicness. I know. I it was like four, fourth Aerolingus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was really pretty. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what, what did you just reference? That, that, no, that, that, that phrase is from Two Towers, actually. Okay. okay. When they're up on the mountain and um, Gandalf's with them. Oh. And, and Aomer shouts fourth Aerolingus and they, they rush down. Okay. But, yeah. But, um, yeah. Gosh, now I'm just it thinking was, Lord and then, epicness. And I'm thinking the Battle of Winterfell. But, um, yeah, and then they played football with the Infinity Gauntlet. They yeah, just great. tossing it to everyone and mm-hmm. letting everyone have their own time. Yeah. And they evolved everyone's character suits mm-hmm. and things. Whenever yeah. Peter Parker flies in and his hyperactive personality, mm-hmm. just the, the oh, little yeah. spitball lines that he has are so great. That's what he, he's, and, he's the perfect Peter Parker. He yeah. really is. And then he him really hugging Iron Man, like, yeah. you're back. Or, like, I disappeared. What happened? Well, he's mm-hmm. just sitting there rambling, talking a million miles an hour, and Tony Stark is so just... Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're back, kid. You yeah. know, he's I'm, just thinking that. I yeah. love that relationship between the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think he acted when Tony Stark was dying. I think he acted better this time mm-hmm. saying goodbye to him than he did saying goodbye in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't overblown. That's what I was afraid when right. he went up to him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Infinity War was huge because he was literally dissolving and dying. Right. But, like... Him seeing Tony die, I was afraid that I was going to get way too emotional. Mm-hmm. But right. it was just enough to make the audience kind of mm-hmm. tear up and sniffle, like yeah. everyone sniffle. It was yeah. the perfect balance. And then when Gwyneth Paltrow, what is her name in the Pepper. show? Pepper. When she came in, it was almost, I don't want to say she was emotionless, but it was mm-hmm. like she knew it was coming to this. Right. She knew that he was going to have to be the sacrifice. I, yeah. I think she knew the second she said, mm-hmm. okay, you know this will eat you up. And then right. she sent him off. She knew he was eventually mm-hmm. going to die. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm glad, because initially one of the things I had I, I spoiled myself on was the um, Black Widow death. Uh-huh. And at first, in, I knew it was going to pay itself off, but at first I was like, damn it. I was like, there's so few and far between women in this, and they killed one of them off for this. But well, did, did you the, see the when... Um... The payoff there at the end where they all, they had every single female hero yeah. gather together and basically captain america behind uh, uh captain marvel yeah captain marvel yeah and basically like stand up there and then even the fact that they got to bring pepper into the fight she had some badass looking stuff behind right her. yeah she wait had like a blue like, well that was thing the thing her. he was making he's like i was i'm making your mom a present in the beginning yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Blue suit. and i'm glad they did that because since you didn't see iron man 3 Iron Man 3 is based all around this this substance called Extremis. Okay. That infects people and makes them really like super powered. And so then they explode. They like explode and stuff. So so Tony's fighting them most of the time and it ends with Pepper gets infected with this stuff and is like super strong and then she kind of gets sent away to kind of get taken care of and they're like she'll be all right. And then we don't see her again until Homecoming I think at the end when um he he's gonna, he's going to he's going to propose mm-hmm. and it's like she's fine now what the hell happened yeah and now like she's here again what the hell happened yeah. but at least they gave her a suit and i guess i i've read before people speculated i guess perhaps in the comics at one point she did and was called rescue or something like that okay mm-hmm. and so, she had a suit that was kind of blue colored like gotcha that. interesting yeah it was oh and even good. but even her yeah her handling of tony like it wasn't the oh 
you know, like like the like, weepy, like right, really like, loud. Like she's a hero on the same level as he is now. Like like she's like I understand. This is we're in this together. Yeah. This is how it's going to be, and we're going to be okay. And we're going to be didn't okay. Diminish his death by making it about her, right? Which I I'm really mm-hmm. glad because some of the death scenes, you're like yeah. you took all the mm-hmm. emotion from that character and he played it really well. Yeah. Like a silent. I just got burned by yeah. like reality itself mm-hmm. kind of thing. It wasn't a. I got too much Tolkien on the brain. <laughs> but it's it it wasn't your your Boromir laying there giving a giant speech. Yeah. While you die. It's you're at death's door, you're barely coherent. And he played that, yeah, he played that so well. Mm-hmm. Like he barely acknowledged Peter was there, and then he kind of lit up when Pepper came there, and then when she let like basically said, You can go, and then he then he went. Yeah, and it was and then it, it was, it was very, a, the light off kind yeah. of thing on his chest. Which That's is cool. actually that might be one of the more realistic deaths I think I've seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was beautifully acted by uh, really all three characters. I would say Gwyneth Paltrow, Tom Holland, and oh yeah, Robert it was really good, very good. Yeah, and then I like the everyone wearing black, everyone mm-hmm. looking super sharp, and. Yeah. Just looking at all the characters, mm-hmm. proof that Tony Stark has a heart. I love yeah. that on this on that. Yeah. Sketch I didn't even it. read that. I was just like trying to think, yeah, understand what the hell just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I, did, I I read like Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and then just as it was panning out, I quickly read around because mm-hmm. wasn't that in the picture frame? Because that was his first one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, really I also loved in the beginning seeing how lifeless. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's character was when he brought was brought back from space. Yeah, like he was super gaunt. You could oh, tell yeah. he lost a yeah. lot of weight, mm-hmm. and he was just completely put off. He says, "No, I'm done. I'm hanging up my cleats." He rips off his chest thing, gives it to Cap. He says, "I'm done. We're done with this. Right. We failed." Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. just to see, and then the five year later gap with his mm-hmm. daughter, just he was a person again. Oh yeah, and so. Captain America like re- leading, mm-hmm. like who the characters become after five years of this traumatic event. Right, like you have New York where Tony is PTSD and now you have this where they all failed. Thor gets fat. <laughs> Tony does like doesn't want to do his duty or what he mm-hmm. used to be. Completely flips his character. Yeah. You have the Hulk who decides to merge with his larger self. Yeah. I mean you have Captain America being what Captain America is, just in a totally un superhero kind of right. level. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, I was I got I was in a war and then I was frozen and then my like the my love died and these people were like talking about like how they were going to dinner and you're like oh, okay he was frozen I guess mm-hmm. yeah oh, yeah it was beautiful as you said in the beginning I thought it was it was brilliant I thought it was perfect wrapped everything up as nicely as it could have mm-hmm. again we're at forty minutes it's late I don't want to belabor the point here Ryan we need to digest this probably see it a second time with Lauren when she's home and then yeah. maybe next weekend we can break it down a little bit more. Yeah. And yeah, just one last point. I like that they didn't harp on like, because you just had Captain America and a lot of people, the internet was at like at arms that she would take over and try to like mm-hmm. just kill Thanos and it'd be easy. Who yeah. would? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh, Marvel. Because yeah. she's yeah. super freaking powerful. Yeah. Right. But it was all a send off and she wasn't in this film much. She no. was there to help at the end when yeah. it was needed. I was, I was, it was, a, f- a, it was a plot device, not apparent. Like it was yeah. a send off as. She wasn't in your face a lot. Yeah, I was. I was afraid she was going to be like a doex machina and just show up at the end like the eagles and just kill everything, you know. And yeah. and they they used her for one big giant shot, but then showed like aside from that, she's still like she's powerful, but you know, like when she fights Thanos and they're still like it's a struggle. Yeah, because yeah. she could easily be like, let's take the uh, ring from Hobbiton to mm-hmm. Mount Doom on eagles. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So. 
Yeah. Freaking amazing. Go yeah. see it, people. Oh, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Well, hopefully, if you're listening now, you have already seen it, because mm-hmm. spoiling this would just be... It would be horrible. Yeah, make even sure you've seen all the movies, though, if possible. Yeah, which... Technically, it's what I didn't see Captain Marvel, and I didn't if see... He's not, Captain Marvel's not necessary. And I even... I, I just looked up the, the plot of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. yeah. I didn't necessarily see that one. There's, so. That's on Netflix. There's a yeah. handful that I haven't seen, so it's right. not the end of the world. There but... was one more thing I thought of, and... Oh, that it's it's nothing huge, but oh, in, no, in the very beginning when Cap is doing the um, the support group, mm-hmm. I think the guy talking about crying at dessert, he's like, I, I, I cried yeah. at dessert. I, that's one of the directors. I'm not sure if it's Anthony oh, really? or Joe. Yeah. I, oh, I heard one cool. of them has a, have a cameo in that scene. I think it was that guy. Oh, that's cool. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, Travis, thank you for being on the show. Your debut episode on the Otaku Brothers podcast 41 episodes later, you've been the biggest supporter of this show since day one. We cannot thank you enough. Very long emails. It's funny because we're actually recording the back half of this show first. We actually haven't done the introduction of Travis, but the listeners don't know the difference. Nope. But Travis, thank you so much. You're You're a great friend. You're a great supporter of the show, and we're so glad we could have you on. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice (laughs) to meet you. Thanks for for a a movie ticket and a good time. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah, and so we will have Travis on many more times, uh, especially in the summer. We are planning on doing our... Tolkien extraordinaire. It was going to be too much for tonight oh, to yeah. unpack the Cimmerillion. The same day we watch Endgame, I yep. think our minds would have exploded. Considering that even my summarizing it as best as I could still was a 11 and what a half pages. Which, so. again, kudos to Travis. He <laughs> took one of the most complex, complicated Super books Super short. and summarized it into an 11 and a half page Word document, and it was oh, beautifully yeah. written. So <laughs> thank you for that. In the summer, we're going to unpack The Hobbit for you guys, Lord of the Rings, the Cimmerillion, the whole nine. It'll mm-hmm. be beautiful. But thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to write in, otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Lewis 2011 You've listened to this show for 42 episodes. You know the spiel. I'm not going to go into the details. Thank you all for listening. Ryan, any parting words? Uh, Hail Hydra. <laughs> Travis, any parting words from you over there? Fat Thor. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye.